Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Who's on the list? Whose name is on the list? On Epstein's list? Whose name is on his list? They will be pissed at Epstein's list when it all comes to life. I told you it was going to be a big nothing burger, except for one name, which I will reveal in just a few minutes if you haven't heard about it yet. We're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, the world's most prolific perv, trafficker of children, mm-hmm. just a bad person all the way around. Federal court in New York unsealed dozens of documents relating to sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein on Wednesday evening as the first step in a process to reveal more than 150 names of people who surfaced in the lawsuit by the accuser, Virginia Jeffrey. Now, um, and of course, Ghislaine Maxwell. The unsealed Epstein documents didn't provide the smoking gun many had hoped for. Of course not. This was, was it a big surprise? There was nothing in there. Nothing. Um, You know, this is a story about who Jeffrey Epstein knew. Okay, now Jeffrey Epstein knew so many people in power, both on Wall Street power, in academic power, even Washington power that this doesn't even do justice to his Rolodex. I mean, I could tell you this, you know, leading up to the time I interviewed him, I was doing this, and, you know, I had to get in touch with Jeffrey Epstein for these stories. You know, he's not exactly in the phone book, right? So I'm having dinner at a New York City restaurant. I'm not going to say who it was. Two very powerful people. One of them is a name billionaire. Like You, you, know, you know who that is, right? Bill Gates? Mm. No. Oh, he's in New uh, York. Name billionaire. Trump? Um, no, New York. Mayor oh. of New York. Blosio? No, Bloom. De Blosio. The guy couldn't rub two oh, $10 bills oh, together. Bloomberg? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that's who he's referring to right there. I forgot about him. After the last election, he's kind of faded back into that gray color that he usually Oh, see, maintains. I never would have guessed him. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, he spent a lot of money on... Uh, remember when Trump made fun of him because he had to have a box to stand on during the campaign <laughs> in 2016? <laughs> Little. Anyway, go ahead. He's not exactly in the phone book, right? So I'm having dinner at a New York City restaurant. I'm not going to say who it was. Two very powerful people. One of them is a name billionaire. Like, you would know this guy. And I'm saying, you know, I'm doing a story about Epstein. I have to get in touch with him. How do I get in touch with him? I I don't know. And the guy pulls out his phone. Got the number. And gave me the number. Mm -hmm. And this is a billionaire that you would know. And this just speaks to the type of people you knew. I mean, listen, the guy did business with the top of J.P. Morgan. Jess Daly, who's the number two to Jamie Dimon, onboarded him on the J.P. Morgan platform because he brought a lot of business to the bank. They were friends. They, you know, he, I'm surprised he's not in, in any documents that come up because he's been named in the past. So Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, we know who's on there. Clinton's on there about 50 times. Well, that's what I was going to say is just because the name's on there doesn't mean they were guilty of, like, soliciting sex from True. minors. What we need is the people like the Clinton that was there 50 plus times. Because, you know, that's not just, oh, we were at this party or, oh, we were rubbing elbows with this guy. It's, you need, we need the list of people that are suspected or that have actually engaged in those things. The, only, need- the only two we know about for sure right now is Prince Andrew uh-huh. and um, Alan Dershowitz. There's an accusation that he did pay for sex. 
or, you know, as part of the package. Right. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, that guy's Charlie Gasparino. He's an investigative reporter. And uh, let, let him go on here a second. And then there was a story in the, in the Miami Herald that essentially said he got such a light sentence right. because he was uh, cooperating with the government on Wall Street crimes during the financial crisis, which I knew was totally wrong. And so mm. I wrote the first story was the, the mystery deepens. And that's really the mystery. Why did he only get a year? Yeah. Now, going back to 2008, you got to understand Donald Trump was a key witness in the trial against Jeffrey Epstein for child trafficking. Right. Everyone wants to peg Donald Trump and be like, he was on the list. It's like, yeah, but like he kicked him off of Mar-a-Lago. He didn't solicit anything. And he was like key in putting that guy away the first time. So sorry. Yeah. I know you were looking for more, but. Yeah, but you got to hear, you got to hear the coverage and I'll play for you some of the coverage like the Today Show. And this is how I keep talking about the media lying to you. And of course, if you listen with half an ear, you don't really hear it. You really got to got to look at it and you got to listen to what they're saying. They, they're experts at lying and they lie by omission mostly. What's, you know, they leave stuff out. Yeah. This time they're lying by it's a, like a common CIA technique. They'll give you a truth, and they'll give you like three lies to go with it. Yeah, that's sort of this. This is the Today Show. Familiar names from politicians to celebrities, many of them previously linked to Epstein before his suicide in 2019. Former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump mentioned in deposition transcripts. See? Now, do they say anything about... Both have they, denied any wrongdoing. Okay, in stop, one, stop, 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 stop. They put Trump in there with Clinton. They had to. We know Clinton is dirty, and uh, we know Trump isn't, but they put them together, and then they never say anything about Trump being a key witness at Epstein's first trial, where he got convicted and only served a year. Right. They so, want, and it's so funny because the extreme left wanted so badly for Trump to be oozing off of those documents. Yeah, now here's a more of the Today Show. Both have denied any wrongdoing. In one- See, how they put them together, both have denied any wrongdoing. Yes, yeah. they have. In true, that is a true statement. However, we know they, they did some wrong. It's amazing what they do. They combine it and they make you think, you know, well, yeah, Trump, Clinton, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. You can't mention Clinton without mentioning Trump. You have to put them together. No, it's amazing. Saying Epstein told her one time, quote, that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. A spokesman for Clinton referred NBC News to a prior statement from 2019 saying he had not spoken to Epstein in over a decade and was unaware of Epstein's crime. The same woman says Epstein once suggested calling Trump for an outing in Atlantic City. Something that has nothing to do with anything. They ended the story right there. Think yeah. about how they're, it's unbelievable how they lie to you. It doesn't mean he did anything. A suggestion to call him. But they just threw that. That had nothing to do with anything. Right. Everybody got a call from Epstein at some point. I, no. I might have missed a call. I don't know. My voicemail wasn't it working. It still doesn't mean you did anything or that no. you were engaging anything. Just because you may or may not have received a phone call. Now, credit to ABC News or Today Show's on it. What are they, NBC? NBC. Uh, credit to them that they mentioned the part about Clinton likes them young because the other two networks um, did not. ABC and CBS. Here's uh, ABC. Documents from a lawsuit tied to the Jeffrey Epstein case. And they include references to well-known public figures, politicians, and celebrities. Among the names, former presidents Clinton and Trump, Prince Andrew, magician David Copper. Isn't that amazing? They have to put mm-hmm. them together. They Isn't probably it? got a death threat from Hillary or one oh. of their one of their camps, and they're like, "Do you want to be Epstein too?" Okay, well, here's what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, the list is one thing, but you know what we need? We need the video. We need the audio. The island was bugged for 
everything. Well, let's there was also, cameras everywhere on the island in his whole mansion. Where's all that footage? Let's also remember, too, the whole, the whole reason this needs to come out is because people need to be held accountable for the victims. They were young children that were trafficked and pimped out and sold to all of these powerful people and celebrities, and nobody's being held accountable for that. These victims deserve their justice as well, don't you think? Absolutely. But the government's not going to let that happen, see, because Epstein was in a position of, I mean, you're top of the blackmail hill. Dude, he was picked up by Chase Chase Bank. J.P. Morgan used Epstein as a consult to uh, for financial decisions. I feel like this should be a slate cleaner. Nobody's safe. Doesn't matter what political party you belong to. Doesn't matter if you're America's princess and you're in all the rom-coms. Doesn't matter. Nobody should be safe. Everyone should be held accountable. Release all of the names and well, let they, the chips fall where they may. Oh, I don't, they're not going to give up everything. They're well, definitely not. I mean, look, imagine you're the CIA, right? And you have suddenly tons of blackmail on the most powerful people in the world. You're going to hold that against them if you need something, right? Exactly. They're keeping that in their back pocket for future use. They're not going to give it all away. Well, the other part you want to focus on in here with ABC, NBC, and CBS is none of them mentioned all the celebrities in there. None oh, of them. We can't because we have Cameron Diaz coming on next promoting her latest rom-com. Yeah, we so need we that can't interview. talk about her or Leonardo DiCaprio because we have a whole segment planned for him next I week mean, about climate change. So that has to stay it, off. That's exactly what they did to the lady that broke the story. Remember? I'm, she said, she, who was it, Amy Robot? Yeah, I'm getting to that in just a second. First, got to know what name I was really surprised and I think you will be too that was on the list. Hmm. Hold on. Don't tell me. Cameron Diaz? That one kind of shocked me. No. Michael Ooh. Jackson? No. Who? I'll uh-huh. give you a hint. Completely paralyzed. Oh, Stephen oh, Hawking. Stephen yeah. Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, not only uh, was he involved in this, um, he was a, at an underage orgy. He said, you know what? God dealt me a pretty rough hand, so I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> so I don't know how to explain the orgy. That's kind of hard to explain. But in the testimony during the trial back in 2008, I have some uh, transcript from the t- trial. Um, here's where the defense attorney goes, hold on one second. Wait, are you telling me that Stephen Hawking frequented the island for pleasure? Jeffrey Epstein says, yes. He loved to have intellectual visits at the island so he could re- reward them for their hard work for humanity for other darker reasons, though. Intellectual visits. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then there was a thing online, and it's fake, but it, it made it lived for about two days online and nobody questioned it. It was testimony that wasn't true that said that Stephen Hawking liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a too-high-up blackboard. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I would like a massage. Yes, a massage. Oh, yeah. You are naughty. I am naughty. We are both naughty. Yes, yes. I would like you to do dirty things with me, and I want to do dirty things with you and her and her. All of us. Dirty things. So naughty. The universe isn't the only thing that's expanding. Get it? Naughty. Massage. I am naughty. 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 Realistically, though, he's paralyzed and can't feel anything, right? So why would he be know. interested in having... He did. I mean, that's that's testimony from 2008. I mean, sitting and watching is different than doing, yeah? I'm not excusing any well, of it, but... He had a very uh, diverse set of equipment on his wheelchair. Richard. You watched the... Hey, come on, you saw Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but I think... I don't think he had feeling from... But he had the laptop. <laughs> 
Never mind. No, I'm talking about Stephen Hawking. It's not Big Bang Theory. I'm talking about... No, I'm talking about the equipment that... Uh, what's his name had? With the laptop. I, I know. You're talking about Howard from, from yeah. Big Bang Theory, but I'm talking about Stephen Hawking's. I'm telling you, realistically, did he have any feeling in that area? Because if no, not, then why would he be interested in any of that? Well, the, the, the lewd and lascivious thoughts lived in his mind. I guess that was pleasure enough. I don't know. I'm not uh, a... Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Because well, you remember Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump? He gets mad when the girl starts grinding on him because he can't feel anything, so it frustrates him. <laughs> remember that part? No, I don't. Okay. Do now. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> All right. Amy Robach, back in 2016, ABC News. She had the entire Epstein story. She everything, sure did. Everything you're hearing now, she had. She worked on it for two years. Can, can I interject something real sure. fast? I think that part of it is... You know how she's in the midst of this scandal now with her co-host? Remember they fired her and the other guy because she was married to Andrew Shue and he was married to someone else and they had an affair together and they tried to tarnish both of them and and so they were seen together and now they're together and it's like, oh, Amy Robach, bad. And I feel like they did that to her. They were looking for any dirt they could find on her over the years because she was the one originally that wanted to expose all this and had this whole story. So they're like, okay, well, we have to make her look bad. So I feel like that's part of the reason they did that as well. Could be. I mean, she was a credible host, and uh, ABC News was on the verge of uh, sealing a deal with the royals to do the wedding. Right, and she had the whole story on Prince Andrew. And they nixed the story, not once, three times, and she had the whole thing in the bag. And then one day, she had a hot mic nobody knew about, and the whole thing got recorded while she was just really upset. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God, what we had was unreal. Yeah. Yep. And she was told, oh, no, you can't run that story about Prince Andrew because we have an exclusive deal to run the royal wedding yeah. and air it live and have the stream from here. So if you do that, they're going to pull it. So, no, we're not going to talk about that. That's that tells you all you need to know about what's going to come out with the list. If a TV station is willing to just throw that under the bus. TV network. To, the whole network is willing to throw that under the bus just to get some royal wedding coverage. You think the CIA is not going to keep a bunch of that and go, Oh, well, we're going to use this later. We don't care who it hurts. Well, what they want to do is they want to use it for the same reason Jeffrey Epstein wanted to use it as blackmail. Exactly. Exactly. They're like, hey, we had to kill this guy and get rid of him because we're going to do the same thing he did. Yeah, if he wasn't already the liaison for them. Now they're like, all right, well, he's out, so we're just going to keep this and... I don't know. Here's a few names. We'll give you a few every month of the ones that don't matter. But do you feel he'll th- they'll throw us a couple of crumbs to keep people satisfied? I they think already I, have. Every I think so often it. they'll be like, here you go. There's another one. There's another couple of crumbs to keep people going, oh, okay, we're satisfied enough. But I think the real big heavy hitters are going to hide. No, they're not going to have any. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I mean, even if you did have to pour over all the evidence, like you've had plenty of time to do it. Where is it at? Nah. Yeah. All right. So uh, it started already uh, the next holiday. So at Target stores, this one was, where was this? Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. They have these, sta- I have Stanley Cups. I have two of them. Yeah. You know what they are? Yeah, they're the big, uh, like the big tumblers. Black, the big tu- black tumblers. Yeah. You can yeah. keep ice over. It's not as good as the Yeti, but it's just as it's expensive. Exact, same thing, yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't keep the ice cold. Okay, well, for all well, intents because, and purposes, it's the same thing. Well, I don't want anybody to think that they're so good they go out and buy you. You're better off with the Yeti. Anyway. You think someone's going to go buy one and go, well, the ice isn't as well. Rick Stacy lied to me. The ice is just different. I, I got to protect my credibility okay. on, on this thing. So anyway, uh, I have two of them, and now my water tastes like metal, but that's another subject. Anyway, they, they're special edition ones for Valentine's Day. They simply are Stanley Cups Valentine's Edition. They're just and, pink. And they're pink. Do you know that there was a 
riot a Target people going in there to get the limited edition pink Stanley Cup? Are people nuts? Have they lost? Is this all really? we got? Can Can I tell you something? What? If you look at someone from far away, I know now it's like a status thing, whether you have a Stanley or a Yeti. Uh, you could go to Five Below and get the same exact thing. And when you're walking down the street, nobody gives a flying rip what brand Tumblr you have. I know you oh. think it's cool and it says a lot about you and who you are, but nobody cares. No, I'm constantly judging people on their choice of cup. <laughs> so the Stanley uh, Valentine's Day themed Tumblr available in pink or red? And oh, they're almost all, they're almost all gone. So what did you get? People were pushing each other down, and guess what? They're available on eBay. People are actually selling them for like three hundred dollars. Are you it's kidding me? <laughs> that makes a Jill, lot of sense. Jill's was, just jealous because do I have mine today? No, I don't. I was at the I, store buying some stuff, <clears throat> and this lady's looking at the cup. She's like, "Oh, this is good. I probably can't spend the money on the Stanley one." And I was like, uh-huh. "And then I'm like, are those expensive? This makes a lot more sense now." I have a bunch of them at my house. Yeah, I got one right here, and it's engraved for me. Oh, is that your dollar store cup? No, this is the one that my friend that owns a store. She made me the Real Housewives of Baldwin Park one, and I got and, a bunch of them. Okay, I don't need right. no Stanley. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts, criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. All right, in Orange County, this parent called the cops and all this stuff's been going on. According to the investigation, the parent of what used to be an eighth grader, who is now 18 or above, I think, uh, discovered on her son's phone that he was having inappropriate relations with Marie Joy Gordo, or Marie Jo Gordo, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2019 when he was eighth, an eighth grade kid. Uh, she, she was having sex with him. Documents say Gordo was a teacher at Orange County Schools, but resigned after that position in June. Resigned from that position in June and later started as an art teacher at a different school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While examining the victim's phone, the Orange County Digital Forensics Unit found several inappropriate videos with Gordo and the victim. The criminal complaint document also said the investigation concluded Gordo recorded videos of her and the victim. She was arrested October 27th. On Wednesday yesterday, doc, or two days ago, documents on Gordo's indictment were filed in court and we got to see him. So Is that this the first one? No, no, we had one yesterday, didn't we? Yes. That was our first one of the year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the second. That was the first, or oh, the second perv. We okay. got one every day. We can have two every day. It's sad, oh. isn't it? It is messed up. It's very messed up. I mean, granted, you get a lot of them in the, like, the Polk County sting. Hey, like when are we going to start castrating perverts? <laughs> That's an honest question. I don't oh, actually understand. know that law takes effect. What, January 1st? No? Which one? The uh, Florida, we nuke you as soon as you do it. I mean, I'm okay with that. No, I'm okay with that. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, we didn't propose that. That didn't make the thing. Well, I don't. I don't know. Is that the child molester, child rapist one? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where it's just straight to death. All right. What are the odds that artificial intelligence will put an end to humanity? Oh, I'm, I'm going to say it's definitely there. I don't know how high they're going to tell you it is, but I'm, I'll say that it's definitely around. Survey of leading AI scientists came up with an answer. When the responses were tallied, 5% of the experts said that AI will become uncontrollable and wipe out humanity. Those are the only honest ones, the 5%. (laughs) The other ones are like, well, we can't say that. They won't let us do it. In the short term, AI will become significantly more advanced and will be able to create a top 40 song, write a New York Times bestseller. Well, I can do that. Uh, Before 2030, that'll all happen. So we'll get to dance and read before we all get destroyed. Huh. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, if it can do that kind of stuff, imagine what it, how it can trick people. I have a feeling like 30 years from now, Smokestack's going to have a ZZ Top beard down to his waist. He's going to be in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. He's going to be listening on like his CB radio going, I told y'all. Yeah, with any luck, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I can do that after I do this story. I can tell you that someday I will say I told you so. I hope if we survive it. I really think, this is my prediction, that... We're going to see the first nuclear exchange, not between us and Russia, not between us and China, or maybe, you know, Iran, because they're about to get a bomb. I think it's going to be us, and surprisingly, from North Korea. Really? Ah. Yeah. Kim Jong-un. We We doing dealings with Kim Jong-un? No, no. He's a loose cannon. Since Trump was in office, we've become extremely dumb about world affairs. We are. We're so stupid and gullible. Nobody's paying attention to North Korea. Uh-huh. And Kim Jong, for the last month, has been saying, if they make a move at us, if anything just looks a little different, nuke them. I mean, he's been telling uh, his military that he wants to obliterate South Korea if America does anything negative to them. Do you think he's jealous because all the attention's going to, like, Ukraine and Israel and Palestine now? And he's like, oh, pay attention to me. He's got a small penis complex. Absolutely. So uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has another problem. Uh, his sister, first of all, is a very, she's, that is evil. You ever seen Kill Bill? Yeah. <laughs> that's, she's That's on that her. level. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the young daughter who accompanies him to all the missile tests and military parades is most likely now, was a sister at one point, but now the daughter is most likely to be his successor. Oh, do you think the sister's pissed? This is according to uh, the South Korean spy agency. It's the first time the National Intelligence Service has acknowledged Kim Ju E as Kim's heir. Huh. I like. We better get to know her. Uh, yeah. That's a. Well, what does the sister think? Because wasn't the sister supposed to be next in line? That's what Jill said. I think the sister. What did you say about the sister? She's gonna. Oh, all she's of a gonna sudden, be mad. The daughter's gonna get. She's the not daughter gonna just feel- took it out from under her and she's like, you've always been <laughs> one step behind me. No more, no more birthday cards from Aunt. I wouldn't Un- bite into that birthday cake. Miss <laughs> Kim is thought to be the North Korean leader's second oldest child and is believed to be about 10 years of age. South Korea's unification minister, Kim Yong-ho, gave a... Is everybody there named Kim? I think <laughs> yeah, so. It's, it's is, that, is that a rule or something? Anyway, Mr. Kim's daughter uh, did a press conference. <clears throat> it's translated for you. Let's tune in. I am Kim Jong-un. Today, I officially announce my successor as president of North Korea. My daughter, Kim Ju-ai. Wait, where did she go? She locked herself in her room and won't come out until I buy her a pony. Ha ha. Daughters, am I right? But my daughter will be a great leader. That is, if she can put her phone down for five seconds. That kid spends more time on TikTok than most North Koreans spend in labor camps. (laughs) Is she coming out? No, tell her I promise not to make her get the same haircut as me. What? She says she wishes I were dead. Well, at least she understands how our elections work. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go and change the Wi-Fi password or I won't see her for a week. That is all. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So yesterday we were talking a lot about Ozempic and people that get off of Ozempic because apparently you have to be on it forever for maintenance are gaining not just the weight that they lost, but additional weight that they lost. And we had already kind of known about a few side effects 
back when it first came out, I mean, it's been out forever for diabetes, but back when it started to become the craze for weight loss, people were speaking of pooping their pants and all kinds of crazy side effects from Ozempic. Well, now a couple of others came out. You want to hear them? Sure. I can't wait. You have any guesses? Think uh, of the weirdest thing you can think of. Leaking of the ears, uh, bleeding okay. from the knees. Internal itching. Yeah, that's the hardest to get. <laughs> oh, God, you can't reach it. Um, let's see. This is, these are bad. Uh, hair loss. Huh. Thoughts of suicide. Okay. But at least. Isn't that, isn't no, that every what, drug on TV now? Yeah, what yeah. is with, how is that a side effect? It's like, yeah, I ate the pill, but no. That's because you want to kill yourself mm-hmm. after you pooped your pants and your eyes get itchy. Yeah. Uh, aspiration, uh, complication during surgery when people inhale food or other Wait. objects in their airway. Aspiration or perspiration? This is aspiration. aspiration. You aspire to stuff? No, you aspirate. <gasps> like you suck something oh. in. You suck something um, into your lungs. And suicidal ideation and people who use the medication. We did that. Alopecia can form. And, like why risk the... Half the time when I'm given a medicine, unless it's something I absolutely need, you look at the side effects and you think, Screw it. I'll just deal with the, the illness. Look at all the stuff that can happen. I don't want to go blind for a second, bump into walls, and poop my pants. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. just have itchy skin. Like, you see half the medications out there, and the side effects are insane. Here's a but, pill for your toe fungus, and the only side effect is, is it moves it to your face. Right. It's like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but they push them. They, they happened to me just, just a few months ago. Really? Well, I told you what happened. I had some kind of... Some episode. I went to the emergency room. My blood sugar was 219. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, oh, you got diabetes. I go, no, I don't. Right. Oh, well, you do. Uh, go to see your practitioner. So I went to the general practitioner, the guy that I just got because he can't keep a doctor. Yeah. They all retire or <laughs> fire yeah, you me. you can't keep a doctor. It's well, weird. No, they all quit, and I don't blame them. They're not making any money. Because of you or just No, no, because they, they're sick of the business. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they go to tele- telemedicine. Uh-huh. They make a lot of money. So anyway, long story short is um, he's like, yeah, you got to go see a, 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 you know, a kidney, whatever the blood. Uh, a specialist. Specialist. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I mean. So uh, I said, nah, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll take off some weight. I took off some weight, didn't check my sugar, and then I got one of those, then he sent me, because I have diabetes, he sent me one of those To um, check your blood meters. sugar every day, yeah. So I checked it, I've checked it every day, I waited a month till I lost the first 15 pounds, yeah. checked it every day, it's in the 90s, it's like less than most teenagers. Do you know that like half of your health complications can disappear by dropping weight and eating yeah. healthy? but yeah. he wanted me to take Ozempic, if not Ozempic, uh, Whirly Whirl, whatever uh, that was. Wagovi? Well, you know, when the pharma company offers you a full-on month-long paid vacation for you and your family in Tahiti. Dude, the push is amazing. It's bad. That's not right. Well, that's why all the processed food, too. They're trying to make you sick so that they could sell you the solution. (laughs) All the processed. That's why they don't. You don't see anybody. Remember during COVID when you were obese? If you were overweight, you had a 70% chance of dying. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we didn't tell anybody to lose weight. We offered them free donuts for the vaccine. What the hell was that about? I think we underestimate how evil some people can be. Because then when you look at, like, you zoom out and look at the world as a whole and how they nickel and dime you for everything now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want a car? Well, now you got to pay a subscription to use your windows. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, you did move into healthcare too. Rick, you're smart enough, though, to have questioned when they said, oh, you have this, and they diagnose and they want to give you things No, because most people, especially my family, they would be like, he's a doctor, you do what he say. And you have to question things. Last time I went to the emergency room because I was having chest pains, turned out to be gas. <laughs> That's always fun. I'd rather be gas and heart problems. But you go in there and they want to do all these tests and they want to give you medication. So in the emergency room, the guy's like, hey, when you get upstairs, they're going to try to give you A, B, and C. You don't need any of that. That's mm-hmm. for like elderly people or people that aren't walking around. They're going to try to give you some blood thinners. You're young. You don't need any of that. So don't take that. I'm like, okay. 
Like that was scary enough to me that that guy knew and he was like saying, hey, tell the nurse no to this. So I get upstairs. The nurse walks in with this huge needle. She's like, I got to give you a shot in your stomach. It's a, it's a blood thinner. And I was like, yeah, the guy downstairs told me I didn't need it. You know what she said? Okay. Like yeah. she didn't question it. She just went by like my, what if I made it up? She went by my expertise. She's just, she, all she was doing was going by what was on the screen. I felt like nobody knew what the hell they were doing. I think they might be trying to screw me. Well, of course they're trying to screw you. What do you think? That's what they do. They can make up anything. Nobody knows. By the way, you need a new Johnson rod in here. <laughs> oh, Johnson rod. Yeah, well, you better put one of those on. So tell me if this bothers you because it's bothered me all for a long time. And it just, you think after a while they would, realize how it makes people feel and stop doing it. Okay. When you call a doctor or any kind of specialist, anybody in the medical field, the first thing out of their mouth is what? Name? No. Date of birth? No. Most of the time my call is the first thing out of the mouth, do you have insurance? What's your insurance? Oh, mine don't ask that. What kind of doctor? What's wrong with your doctor? That's the only one. They don't that's ask the first until time afterwards. No, my, if they ask your name and, and your date of birth is because they're, you're already a patient there. But I'm saying if you go to a new doctor or you go into a new specialist, first thing out of their mouth, what's your insurance? Really? I haven't experienced that. I, I can't believe that's impossible. Uh-uh. He doesn't go to the doctor, so he doesn't know. No, like when I, because I'm going to a root canal today, so I had to call the endodontist. Oh. And I've never been to an endodontist before. It was a specialist referred yeah. to by my dentist. And I yeah. called them up, told them the situation. I need to make an appointment. I had the referral from my dentist. Okay, name, date of birth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's and a then, dentist. And then after that, she said, yeah. um, do you have your insurance information? I said, sure, because I was making the appointment. But it wasn't like... Right off the bat or anything? Oh, no. I mean, it's always off the bat. Right off the bat. And then when my wife was in the hospital, right? And we're in an emergency room situation. She's been admitted. The first person that comes in is with the cart with the laptop. Oh, yeah, they do that. So who's going to pay for this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and there's nothing wrong. We have to pay for what we're getting serviced uh-huh. for. But it's like the insensitivity and, and the just overtness of their, it's all about money, makes you feel like crap. You know? So like, what if he, they treat you because- my husband had to get stitches in his face, got mm-hmm. hit in the head with a softball like a couple months ago. And we Why had, did you do that to him? I did not do that to him. <laughs> we went over to, and they're not paying me to say this, the Baldwin Park ER, which is on Semeron, right behind Baldwin Park. Oh. No, you've been, didn't you say you've been there before once, Smoke? Isn't that behind the Baldwin Park ER? Yeah, yeah. it's right behind the hair salon. No, no, it's right, it's right next to the Walmart um, marketplace. On Semeron, mm-hmm. right behind, like behind. Oh, Baldwin this is Park. outside the bubble. Yeah, but oh, it's called yeah, Baldwin no. Park ER. I'm, I'm, I'm sent, giving them this wild review because they're incredible. You walk in, it's clean, it's new, it's fast. We got right in there, and immediately the doctors come in. Yeah, you need stitches. Blah blah. They start giving them stitches. They did all the work without asking for any payment information first. The work was done because they think you have the money. Well, then they roll Baldwin Park. Yeah, then they they'll just repossess in, your mansion. <laughs> This little cart that had a laptop on it, and they're like, okay, you're going to have a, a virtual person pop up here in a second and get all your information and your insurance information and your payment information. That was oh, after the fact. Like They, they do the virtual guy to get the info? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking oh, about that part. they don't want part. you to punch him when you find out how much. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a question, the primary questions, not where they take all the information. No, but I'm surprised that they didn't ask for the insurance and the payment prior to I'm treating. surprised, too, because usually they do. They usually do. Um, it's very expensive. <laughs> so are you guys stressed out lately? No. I mean, it's only the fifth day of January. I'm not super stressed right now, no, other than the all. fact that I spent a bunch of money in December and I'm broke now, but <laughs> that's really. fine. It'll all recover. Um, well, if you are, I think we should adopt what they're doing in Paris. Have you heard about this? Eating uh, macaron. Lots of cheese and bread. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you've heard of goat yoga, right? Yes. Goat yogurt? 
Yoga. Oh, yoga. Yeah. I want to do goat yoga. I do too. I do not. So it's you do yoga and these little baby goats walk around. Oh, well, I love now, goats. Me too. And now in Paris, they have puppy yoga where yeah. you do yoga and these little puppies go around. You can pet the puppies, play with the puppies. But here's what's funny. I don't know that you're going to burn too many calories because it's 20 minutes of yoga and 40 minutes of interacting with the puppies. Yeah. Well, that's, you can't do, like some things don't mix, you know? It's like, try having miniature ponies. Cook with miniature ponies. Like, no, you're going to, it's, you can't enjoy either one because you're trying to do too many things. I would about, love to cook with a miniature pony. How about hot stripper po- uh, uh, yoga? Okay. Do they have that? They don't have that? Well, they have stripper classes for You've exercise. Been to yoga? No, no. I thought you pet the strippers while you're doing yoga. Okay. You pet the strippers. <laughs> no? It's very expensive. They don't have that? Maybe in Miami. I don't know if we got any here. Pet the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> we both snorted. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. It is stupid news, so we got some stupid stories. Whether they're gruesome or not, we got to do them. It's our, it's our requirement here. Um... Start to cringe now before I even tell you this one. In Russia, 49-year-old Elena Spirakova died after experiencing a genital rupture. I didn't know she died. She fell off a high-speed jet ski that her husband was driving. Reportedly, at the exact moment she fell off the vehicle, he hit the gas, causing a serious hydraulic injury known as the water hammer effect. I don't have anything else. Uh, uh, I don't think I want to know. Genital rupture. The water hammer effect. Is that when you fall off at 40 miles an hour and it feels like you hit a wall? I don't know. Oh. oh Look it up. Look it up. uh, The hammer effect. And you're going to get MC Hammer. (laughs) Terrible, though. So. Oh, this is a hammer dulcimer. That's not the same. No. 62-year-old woman, Australian woman, has been allowed to remove sperm from her dead husband's body and not not use it. See, where she lives, she's not allowed to use posthumous fertilization. It's not legal where she lives in Australia. So she got it, but then she couldn't... So she got the sperm from her dead husband's body, he's 61, and transported it to Western Australia at a hospital there where the procedure is allowed. There, she can impregnate herself and whoever she wants, really, and have a baby with her posthumous husband. (laughs) Just say dead. Dead. That's gross. Would you do that? Well, I figure if the uh, guy is dead, isn't his sperm dead? No, they got it out while it was still viable. They froze it. Oh, oh so yeah. she's got goo in a freezer. Yeah, they have no law against doing that. Oh, okay. I thought but, she meant like exhume the body. Yeah. She, I was like, no, no, how no. does that even Take work? Take the sample like Jurassic Park? Yeah. When, she, when he just died, she oh. was allowed to have a uh, surgeon remove the sperm from her dead husband's body immediately. In case she wanted to have a baby later on. Yeah, but couldn't uh, use it. In the part of Australia where she lived. So then she had to move? She had to send the sperm to a hospital on the other side of the country where it was legal. Okay. (laughs) You go to the FedEx place. He's like, all right, what's in here? Um, a sample? How did it, did she wind up using it and getting pregnant? I, it doesn't say, but that's what the, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know if she's pregnant or not. It that says would be that, a cool end of the story to be well, like, Well, they said that's where kid. she went and she was permitted to use it, so. Oh, I'd love to know more about that. Uh, is that, are you, don't you need, is, that, is there a consent law there? Or? 
I don't know. They were married. So what we should do is call the segment the incomplete story segment. Yeah, I need closure on some of these things. Did I cut the bottom off of these or what? All of them. No, I don't know. I don't know if the story actually told you the rest, but I I don't like the jet ski story that I'm still researching. Which you gave me. You think you would know the story? I. It's a, a uterine rupture can cause acute onset abdominal. Pain. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh, uterine rupture. I guess the the water hammer effect is when like the water changes, the fluid in motion stops or is forced to change direction, and there's a it it's a, a, a pressure surge. Does it rip your uterus apart? I think there was explosions that we there. I, I, uh, uh, I my stomach hurts. All right. Ew, oh my gosh. All right. I don't know what's worse. Um, <clears throat> Paul Carrick. He's suing Dunkin' Donuts. Here's what happened. It's here, right here in uh, Florida. Really? Yeah. He was in there and uh, he went into the bathroom. This happened last year. Uh, sat in the toilet, did his business, had a you know real problem with what he ate, and you know he was just had, you got to go where you got to go. He was churning it up and he blasted some out, and then it blasted back. The toilet exploded. How does that happen? Leaving him covered in human feces and urine from head to toe. There's shit everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the equivalent of like being in a porta potty and somebody pushing it over. I don't know what's worse, though, the explosion and having to deal with the aftermath of that or having to leave the restroom where people are out in the dining and they, room. you know they heard the explosion, and you uh, walk out, and you're just covered in poo. The Duncan employee's like, here's a napkin. Following the explosion of the toilet, the plaintiff emerged from the men's room and sought assistance from employees and managers of the defendant's business and asked for to have somebody you know, help him clean himself or at least give him stuff to help him wipe the human feces off his face. Oh, okay. I just go home. Just to, go home. Yeah, but I'm not getting in my car like that. Oh, could you have a hose out back? Somebody hose me down. And then you got to strip down and hope you have extra clothes somewhere. What makes matters worse is the employees at the uh, Orange County Dunkin' Donuts knew there was a problem with the toilet <gasps> and said nothing to anybody and didn't put an out of order sign on the on the door. So shame oh. on you. Yeah, he asked the coffee giant to fork over fifty grand. I think it's worth more, more than, than that. that. Oh, dude, there's a you know how many missed <laughs> calls from attorneys are on his phone right now. Morgan and Morgan flushing for the people. Should have called them. <laughs> He says he requires mental health care and counseling as a direct result of the trauma. On this one, I'm not going to blame him. I've lost I the mean, capacity to enjoy pooping in public. Or donuts, for that matter. <sighs> you spoke up, and we listened. And at Dunkin' Donuts, we're proud to announce that we now have fewer exploding toilets than ever before. Yes, now when you come to a Dunkin' Donuts, you can rest easy knowing that there's very little chance that the toilet will explode while you're using our restroom. That's our promise. I was tired of going to Dunkin' Donuts and having the toilet explode while I was in the bathroom. It happened pretty much every time I went. Well, I'm happy to say that last week, out of the five times I went to Dunkin' Donuts, the toilet only exploded twice instead of five times. In fact, I'm about to flush right now. Here goes nothing. Whew, no explosion. Thanks, Dunkin' Donuts. You're welcome. Dunkin' Donuts. Now with fewer toilet explosions than ever before. <laughs> eh, I guess one explosion isn't too bad. Stop by today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, let's get right to it. My wife asked me... 
This is right after the holidays ended. She goes, have you heard anything about Ukraine? So I ask you, Jill, Smokestack, have you heard anything about Ukraine? No, I did see a side-by-side video, though, where Ukraine is thriving, and us here in America, specifically Philadelphia, looks like a war zone. Well, I don't know about that, but um, there hasn't been anything said about Ukraine for a reason. I I saw them, uh, did they do like a prisoner swap with Russia? Yeah, there was some of that. But the overall picture, in your mind, who's winning this war? Oh, I have no Jill? idea. I would say Ukraine. Okay, Smoke? Uh, maybe Ukraine. I would hope Ukraine. Okay, so we haven't maybe. had any real news update on right. this. And there's a reason for it. They're asking for $112 billion for Ukraine. How about no? Democrats want to pass that. And what? they what? want to, They want it tied to an Israeli package as well, which is very much smaller. But they also, uh, the Republicans are sticking to their guns. Probably the only thing they've ever stuck their guns to in like millennia is that uh, they'll have to fund the protection of our border before they get money for Ukraine's border. Now, that's great, and that's what's going on, but erase all that for just a moment. Say, what are you jamming everything together? There's something they're not telling you. Famed economist Jeffrey Sachs just revealed to the entire world what exactly is happening. If this guy's alive by the end of the week, I'll be surprised. And what's really surprising about this guy is he's a big lib. He works at Columbia University. But I've read about him. He may be liberal, but he's got a lot of character. He's like, you see, I've always told you, I like Bernie Sanders old simply because he speaks what he believes. You know, I like Ramaswamy for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can disagree with their policies and, and the things they want to institute on us. But uh, if they say what they feel and they're honest about it and they're not making crap up and they're not pandering, I respect that. So I respect this guy's opinion. Jeffrey Sachs, here he is, about what's going on in Ukraine, an American economist and a professor at Columbia. And it's a shame of Biden who caused this because Biden stopped uh, negotiations that would have ended the conflict in March or April 2022. Did you know that? Wow. Did anybody know that? No, but I believe it. No. Nobody knew that. Uh Uh-uh. Nobody knew that. We had a chance to end this thing right after it started. Save millions of lives for both sides. And we didn't do it. But don't say anything. I know you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say, but let's let him say it. And now this has been widely reported. We talked about it months ago because I knew it directly from the Turkish negotiators and from others. But now the news has spilled out into the public. In other words, this is a war that is causing disaster in Ukraine, that is causing massive costs to the United States, that is serving no useful purpose, and that was prolonged deliberately by Biden in some completely miscalculated idea that this would weaken Russia when it's done exactly the opposite of... He's right. It's done the exact opposite. Now, think about this. Biden put out his first campaign ad today. And I'll play you some of that later, not now. But um, this guy's running because of all of, this, all of his accomplishments. I want you to think of the two biggest... Let's use accomplishments as things done instead of... Accomplishment sounds positive. Okay, he got 13 of our service members killed needlessly in Afghanistan. Yep. We left, what was it, $8.9 billion in equipment there for them to use against us mm. and other countries for the Taliban. And they did. To arbitrarily shoot people because they don't believe in their crazy-ass beliefs. You know, whatever it is. But we did that because he wanted to get to the State of the Union speech and be able to say, 
I got us out. I got us out. Five years after he went in front of a bunch of old women in Iowa and said, you know, if we pull out of Afghanistan, we've got to take our time. And then, of course, when he had a chance to say something and make it look like he's the one who pulled us out, he got people killed for it and made us lose all the equipment and gave other countries an idea. Hey, all we got to do is wait them out. They'll, They'll leave and they'll leave us presents. So anyway, and then, of course, we go to Ukraine. Turns out this is a bigger blunder, bigger blunder than Afghanistan. And um, all of this was predictable, except that we have a completely incompetent uh, administration. Because this is a plan that has just gone over the cliff. It was a terrible idea. It was based on a set of miscalculations uh, of the U.S. military industrial complex with Biden out there as the the front person. They happen to be incompetent, aside from everything else. Or there's another theory, which is they don't really care so much about the outcome. It's the war itself that's the desirable part because it's big business. Okay, Smoke, go ahead. (laughs) It is. This is about two things. And two things that is important to most politicians, power and money. Mm -hmm. They don't give, I wish I could say the word, about you. They don't give up about you nothing you could be again you could be dead in the parking lot right in front of the white house they'll step over you to get to their car that somebody else paid for i'm telling you that's the reality of what we're dealing with now there's an election cycle coming up and i want you to think about that no news program anywhere locally or nationally is going to play you what i just played Uh because it goes against their narrative power they want power and the money comes in where the and i can't believe i'm saying this to sound like a hippie from the 60s the military-industrial complex, they're not the only ones making money out of this. Everyone, 535 people in Washington, make a ton of money from the military-industrial complex. When Afghanistan ended, they were like, hey, you guys, we gave you money to get elected and then all this stuff. And then we're, what are we, how are we going to make money now? Don't worry. We'll start a new war. New war. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Now, this breaks my heart. Sincerely, hurts me inside to hear this. Because my wife asked me, she says, what's going on now in Afghanistan? This is in Afghanistan and Ukraine. Ukraine. This is what's going on. Uh, Ukraine is being uh, slaughtered. Uh, Russia is dominant on the battlefield. We have heard in recent weeks uh, so many details of how the United States stopped an agreement between Ukraine and Russia, which would have spared Ukraine of this war. Yep. Now, do you think... I don't know if this you want to call this a conspiracy or not. Do you think Zelensky knew about that, but he knew he wouldn't get any more money from Biden if they did stop it? So Zelensky kind of let it keep going as well? I don't know. I, I, think- I, I know this was the most corrupt country in the world and still is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, people keep forgetting that if this war never happened between Russia and Ukraine, you'd still think Ukraine is the most corrupt country. I mean, look at everything. All the money that we've given them. You don't think Zelensky thought, well, if we if we reach an agreement and the war stops and the money stops, so mm-hmm. let's keep going, that's sacrificing a, his own people? That, well, that's... That, I mean, that that's, happens a lot of places. I mean, when you look at statistics, our country's been here since 1776. 243 years, 225 we've been at war. That's 93% of our country's existence we've had a war going on that we've been doing something with it's, it's business it, and that's it is. what i'm saying don't you think that maybe he knew about that too and we're because we're trying to act like oh poor ukraine but their leader probably threw them under the bus and said whoa 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 i ain't gonna get no more money i don't know if we do this so I let's mean, keep it go Biden, because you know Zelensky's got biden by the balls 
because oh. Biden made a deal with the devil and now he's got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So do you think he was like, hey, yeah, you're not going to do this deal. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep going. You're going to keep giving me money. I mean, I feel like that is plausible. Also, it's, yeah. you have to remember, it's not also just Biden. Well, for sure. Oh, no. You have a lot of folks in the military. And when you leave the military and you go to you know find another job somewhere else and your expertise is in military stuff, who's picking you up? Lockheed? Yep. Absolutely. You know, Raytheon, all those companies that like make missiles. Now you have a great in because you used to work with the government. It helps pad your pockets. The government's get, you know getting stipends and you know, all the politicians invest. I mean, it's I'm a money making machine, man. I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley, but uh, you remember what Ramaswamy said to her at that debate, the second debate, where he said, "Well, as soon as she lost her job in whatever she was doing, I forget what it was. She was in, you know, uh, she went to Lockheed Martin, made ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fast money when you break it down. But yeah. look at every politician. Every time somebody goes in there, your net worth is almost, you know, not definitely not what it is when you get out. I know a military family right now. Uh, they're actually friends of mine. And, uh, I mean, it's fact, and he knows I know. Uh, he left the military, uh, you know, quite successful. I think he was a general at, when he left. And uh, left the military, got into a defense contract. He's now worth $400 million. That's amazing. $400, $400 million? million dollars? Yeah. Good uh, for just, him. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like, yeah. all right, 2019, Joe Biden's net worth, $9 million. Mm-hmm. Kamala's, six point three. Two years ago, that rose up to forty-one million yep. for Biden and twenty-eight million for Kamala. Well, same thing for Nancy Pelosi. So I mean, three years they're like suddenly double-digit millionaires. Yeah, isn't that something? And it's not from their salary. <laughs> Surely not. In Denver, a man brought out a gun, pointed at a person he got in a car accident with, and then found his way into a building that houses the Colorado Supreme Court and other state offices. Whoa! Now the Colorado Sup- Supreme Court—that's. That's Supreme Court in Colorado. I mean, I know I sound stupid saying it, but you know, you would think they would have some, I don't know. Security? Yeah, a little of that. <laughs> they did. They had one guy unarmed. What's the point of being unarmed? What are you going to do? In the entire building, there was the unarmed security guard and another guy who just kind of watches stuff. So there was two guys unarmed that were supposed to protect the Colorado Supreme Court, which, by the way, has been getting all these threats since they threw Trump off the ballot. Anyway, it has nothing to do with the Trump ruling. They said that in a small, whispery tone in all the newscasts, because most of the newscasts went out there, lied to you again, and said, yeah, you know, this is a coincidence. You know, it must be a MAGA bro, because... They're mad about the Trump thing. No, it had nothing to do with that. I don't think this guy knew who Trump was, believe it or not. Authorities said Tuesday the incident appears unrelated to the case after the initial day where all day... All three networks spent all day saying, gunman attacks a Supreme Court building with gun. Must must be a mega bro. See how violent they are? Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing. All the media coverage led you to believe that this was a MAGA bro hell-bent on violence to pay back for payback for kicking Trump off the ballot. Wow. Lying to you again. Now we had another incident, another courthouse. Uh, this guy, Dobry Reddick. Reddick is a three-time felon and pleaded guilty to attempted battery after he threatened to bust the kneecaps of another guy. Then he went to, um, excuse me, he went to this judge this week to see if he could get, you know, uh, parole, parole, probation, get out of jail. 
His lawyer said this guy's done a lot of good things while he's been serving time. He's a model citizen. <laughs> the judge said, yeah, I don't think so, especially when he just threatened to bust the kneecaps of another guy. At that point, and you're going to hear it right now, he leaps over the counter, the bench where the judge is. You ever watch the end of a football game, four seconds left? They're, they're on the one-yard line, and the one team, all they have to do is jump over the they pile. dive over him? Yeah. That's what it looks like. This guy dives over the bench to and lunges her, at right? the judge and beats her up. I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of the state of Addis. Yeah, you seem real refined. Yeah, right. So, um, Real reformed there, kiddo. What's even funnier about this whole thing, if you watch the whole video, which is pretty gruesome, um, the, the bailiff... The bailiff, you know what the bailiff does. Yeah. You know, he's in a suit and tie. He's not a cop. But the two sheriffs that are in the in the room hardly move. The bailiff goes Attacks after the guy, him. starts punching the guy right. to kind of get him off the judge. The bailiff ended up in uh, stable condition in the hospital. The judge got pretty beaten up, but didn't go to the hospital. At what point, when a criminal dives over the bench and attacks the judge, and I'm not like saying there should be violence, but at what point when he's a huge dude and she's a little lady, do you pull out your gun and just blow him to pieces? At what point do you use that as a defense mechanism instead of three guys trying to hold him back? What prevented him from grabbing something on, like a pen or something and stabbing her to death? Oh no! It took three of them to hold him. Luckily, he was that out of control that he didn't even think and just lunged over the, yeah. the bench. But I mean, at what point do you use different force? I'm just saying right. to protect somebody else. This guy obviously isn't reformed. He's probably never going to be reformed. No. He just proved himself to you. Yeah, but at least the bailiff, before he went to the hospital, came out and uh, said, Protected th- her. said this. Make sure that you do not appear here again. <laughs> bailiff, whack his pee-pee. <laughs> That's one of my favorite new sound effects we have. The new One Pulse Foundation has returned close to $400,000 in taxpayer-funded money to Florida as part of the settlement with the state. On Thursday afternoon, the foundation agreed to pay 400000 in taxpayer funds. Back in October, the city of Orlando approved $2 million, the purchase for the Pulse nightclub property after plans for a memorial fell through. That was that $40 million boondoggle. This is all crazy. So now the Pulse Foundation has been... No more? No more. Well, I mean, does that surprise you? Smoke gave that whole list of mm-hmm. the salary that everyone on the One Pulse Foundation, what they were receiving from all the donations and then... How many people were actually that could have benefited from that money from the One Pulse Foundation? Families yeah. of the victims. State got their money back, but guess none of the people that donated. No individual donations will be returned. Sorry, we already spent it on stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Joe sent me this story yesterday. I thought it was quite quite fascinating. And I do have to mention his race. He's a black man, and he's talking on CNN's night, uh, News Night. Yeah. Anchor Abby Phillips didn't get what she wanted because, you know, all they want to do is label everybody, everybody who voted for Trump, 73 million people, white supremacists. You know, and Abby's the same one that went to go interview Ramaswamy on the stage and she would ask him a question. And then when he went to answer, she stepped all over him and wouldn't let him answer. You remember we played that? She's super annoying. So she likes to bait people and she hopes that they bite. Yep. 
She's claiming that the only reason the Harvard president, Claudine Gay, was, first of all, to say anything like she resigned, quit, or got fired is ridiculous. No. Nothing happened. They took her title away. She still gets $900,000 a year. She still teaches at the school. Nothing, yeah, nothing. She's still employed. So the whole thing's a big lie to appease people that were angry about this whole thing. Harvard is a piece of crap institution now. It's no longer the Ivy League University that's been around since 1837, blah, blah, blah. It's an institution. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. So uh, Abby was hoping to make her mark. She got Manhattan Institute podcaster Coleman Hughes, a black man, uh, to, because she thought, hey, I'm black. He's black. He's he's just going to fall into place and tell me what I want everybody to hear that I think mm-hmm. already. Well, that didn't happen the way she wanted. Here's how it went. You don't think there was anything um, about this that had to do with the fact that she was a black woman from no. the from the people who were claiming this as a victory against DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I don't think it did, and and you know what? Even if it did, that doesn't justify it. If 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 you or I did this, or even any white scholar, it would be career-ending to have 50 examples of plagiarism, and it has to be because how can you be the one upholding Harvard's integrity when you yourself have failed? It, it, it's as if the commissioner of the Major League Baseball. Uh, or the NBA had a lifelong history of steroid use and was now the person in charge of kicking other people out for steroid use. It's completely untenable. Isn't that great? That's a great analogy. And her face was like, oh, I thought you were going to be on my side. Right, right. Because we have 12-year-olds uh, doing news on the major news networks now. We basically do who think like 12-year-olds. I'm CNN's new princess and I do what they tell me to do. Exactly. And notice she didn't interrupt him not once because she thought the answer was going to be different. Had that been a white person or another scholar that she thought was going to give that answer, she would have stepped all over them. And you know what's really something that's really ironic is who's the racist here? Obviously her. Right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, but you see news stations do this all the time. We joke about it. If there's a story about a black person, they send out the black reporter. If there's a story about an Asian person, they send out the Asian reporter. Rick points it out every single day. Mm. Rick's not even listening to me no, right no, now. No, no, I so. am. I okay. am. I'm just trying to uh, get ahead on here. Okay, so. I was saying they, we make fun of the news, how if it's a story about black people, they send the black reporter. If it's a story about oh. Asian people, they send the Asian reporter. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> So Ramaswamy was out again. He's been on fire lately. I mean, I'm not pushing him as a presidential. He's not going to win. He's not even contender for the really for the nomination for the Republican Party for president. But uh, I kind of wish he was. And I know he's got some shortcomings. But I tell you what, this guy's this guy's a, guy a flamethrower, man. He's what we need right now. I like him because he doesn't take any crap. No, he's got he's got Trump's edge and he's got DeSantis's knowledge and he doesn't have all the baggage. But I'm not going to sell him because he's no chance because it's all things rigged anyway. Right. So anyway, Ramaswamy got out there. Same subject. The reporter from NBC, the day before this, what you're going to hear right now, tried to get Ramaswamy to uh, uh, condemn white supremacy because apparently that's the biggest threat to America right Right. now. So uh, he wouldn't. And then there was a big exchange. I played it for you. And then two days later, he had another exchange based on the very same thing. And his response was golden. Here it is. I'm not I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits the, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine. And I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country. But the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today 
is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. <laughs> I mean, what an elegant solution. Him, him, and uh, who was it that was on uh, Morgan Freeman when he was on 60 Minutes? He oh, goes, yeah. "You want to end racism in this country? Stop talking about Stop it." Stop talking about it. Yeah, Ramaswamy goes on here. This is good. Do that, and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Aha! <laughs> Damn, he's on to us. Is that just awesome or what? He's right. The biggest divider and the biggest threat to our country is our own media. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. That's it. That's it. Okay, on Epstein's list. Oh, boy. We Uh knew everything that was on there. There were no big surprises except for one. Who's on the list? kinds of Hollywood types, females, males, uh, Leo, Leonardo, DiCaprio, whatever his name is. I mean, there was a bunch on there. Michael Jackson, Cameron Diaz. Not a big surprise. But they were probably at events, you know. That doesn't mean they were doing any kind of like nefarious right. child trafficking. They weren't involved in that. Now, if you were on the list 50, 50 different times on the Lolita Express like Bill Clinton was, then that gets a little more questionable. Yeah, and of course, there was the allegation that Alan Dershowitz, the attorney, uh, was on the list and did have sex with underage girls, but we don't have any evidence of that other than what they're saying. Uh, the one that really shocked me was... Stephen Hawking? No. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. he got to lose? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he was at uh, Epstein's Island. Uh, his representative said, well, he loved to have intellectuals visit the islands. This is what he said about Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeffrey said he loved to have intellectuals visit the island so he could reward them for their hard work, which was, here, take this 16-year-old and we'll see you in a little bit. Oh, okay. That's what that was. That, that, um. I would like a massage. Yes, a massage. Oh, yeah. You are naughty. I am naughty. We are both naughty. Yes, yes. I would like you to do dirty things with me and I want to do dirty things with you and her and her. All of us. Dirty things. I think the funniest part was this this fake meme going around uh, yesterday. And it was, um, what turned on (laughs) Stephen Hawking? (laughs) It said, he liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a too high up blackboard. Stop it. So naughty. The universe isn't the only thing that's expanding. Get it? Naughty. Massage. I am naughty. 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 It's Rick 
Jill and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. AC Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So... There's a an iPhone 16 coming out. I'm sure we're all surprised. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't even have wow. the 15. What do you have? You have the 14? I have the 14. I'm same. not buying another one. Me neither. I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Not no, doing no, it. no, I'm not. No. I'm, I'm, until the phone completely changes and glows hang in the on, dark. Hang on, hang on. And let me let me hit record. Hang on. No, no, right, I ahead. didn't. I didn't buy the 15. I'm not going to buy 16. I no. said the same thing. I'm not buying the 15. That's I'm weird. done with it. I'm done with the bill. I'm, I'm tired of having the payments. The only reason I have the 14 instead, I had the 11. The only reason I have the 14 is because I spilt water on my phone and the microphone didn't work anymore, so I had to get a new phone. And they didn't have the 11 or 12 anymore. And I was like, well, what's the difference in price? And there was hardly a difference in price than the 13 and the 14. So I just got the highest one because it was the same price. Why does your look- phone look different than mine? The lenses. Because you have the, you have the pro. giant, giant Oh, you one. didn't get the Pro? What, I don't like my phone that big. What, your chicken? Oh, no, is no. it smaller than that? Yeah, this one's a little smaller. I still got four lenses. Yeah, this one fits in my pocket. I don't have to bring a backpack to take it. Oh, yeah, I don't need an iPad as a phone. Oh, you puss cakes. No, Come I on, man. you got to have a big phone. Yeah, For what? That much bigger. It's a half inch bigger. You know it's what the difference big. is? Did you look at the it's specs? It's bigger? It has one lens. Yeah, it has a different lens. No, the pictures are... I'll tell you what, the pictures are extraordinary. Well, the pictures on this one are great. You're the one that taught me how to do them because I was doing it Fun fact. Uh, Apple buys a lot of their cameras from Samsung. I know. I, I know, know you're pro Samsung. I know you love it. I'm just go saying. Back? It's. I'm. I've been thinking about it. I've touched Androids lately after four years of not having one, and they look like a PC. They kind of disturb me now. They're kind of like. It's sort of like going back to junkie. Oh, yeah. Once you play with the Fisher-Price one and you have to actually use a real one, it's, it's tough. Okay. Here's some of the predicted changes of the iPhone 16. The oh phones will have larger displays measuring in at 6.3 inches and 6.9 inches up from 6.1 and 6.7. That's what she said. They're expected to include a customizable action button and an all-new capture button, which will be used for taking videos. <laughs> okay. Wait, what's that? What's you that? You see how we're going around in a circle now? Yeah. We're getting rid of the button. Who needs this stupid? Button. This is Sneetches. This, this is Sneetches on the beaches for phones. Yes. And it's like, and now we have it in hot pink neon colors. And it'll have a star in the front. Then the star will be on the back of the 17. And the star will be back on the front in the 18. When I went to get this new phone, um, and this was two years ago, year, this was a year ago, when I went to get the phone, he, he said I was the only person that said this because he comes out, he's like, what color do you want? I'm like, I don't care. He's like, what do you mean you don't care? We have all, all these different colors. I was like, I don't care. Surprise me. He's like, you're the first person to sit here and not ask to see all of them and contemplate which color they want. I was like, I really don't care. People Whatever have- color you have left, just bring me that one. Yeah, FaceTime and the green color was the only reason I got an iPhone 13. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I get tired I of YouTube belly aching. I appreciate the technology. Yeah. Over and above Android. I know Android's got some good stuff. Hey, I was the one that had Android's it. had better stuff for years yeah, before yeah, but this. It's, it's but just it doesn't have the popularity. It doesn't have the status. So everyone's like, that. well, Android's not as good. It's like, no, Android's already had all this same stuff. It's not the same. He secretly works for Samsung. He's just not No, Android. he doesn't. He just has had some before. Now, the new Apple iPhone 15. Look, it's got a USB-C charger. No, cool. it's not any of that. Dude, I, I had those in like 2012. No, He's I, saying Samsung is the kid that went to go see the cool band before the band was cool. No, it's just that they they go based on the best technology. Apple goes on how can we squeeze another dime out of these people. I I am not disagreeing with you on that, but still the syncing capabilities of an iPhone mm-hmm. far superior to a, to a Sam. You're going to tell me, oh no, it, no, it does the I, same thing. I, I no, agree it because in the beginning, yes, it was that way because you had them making the hardware and the software. Everything went hand in hand. Yep. it's one whole 
you know, universe. Yep. Which Android had a hard time keeping for a while, but now Google's Google. up on that, and Google does all the same stuff that Apple does. But I don't want to be, uh, yeah, I guess. And you already have a Google account, both of you. It's not like you got to switch all your stuff Do over. Do you got a commission on it? What's going on here? I'm, I'm just trying to help you use something that, 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 <laughs> that actually works instead of paying twice as much for something that you was have an cool iPhone, five years though. ago. Yeah, but only for the FaceTime. He did nobody... it to get laid. Who was it? What? No, no, it's just the FaceTime. It's it's convenient. FaceTime for what kind of? Who was she? You FaceTime. You never even yeah. answer a phone call from us. Yeah, I texted you twenty times last night. Not one response. Mm-hmm. You sent me twenty text messages within a twenty minute span. So yeah, I can't that, take a shower, you, eat dinner you, without you, having to text his boss while he's pooping. I mean, it's, it's when when does it stop? Oh, it doesn't matter which function you're bodily doing. It's it. You don't respond anyway. Sure, I did. I texted you I back. Don't. Yeah. When? What time? Midnight. No. I'm looking. I'm looking. No, to take a look. Check the receipts. Did he text see, back? I, I don't, don't think see you a receipt. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. All three of us are now looking at our iPhones. All right, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> Just whatever. realized no. they Now it's whatever. All right, move on, Joe. Look, yeah, but look at this. All within like a two-minute span. He needed help with something. He was asking for help with something. It would have been 10 You're seconds. his top five. It's Rick's top five. I'm supposed to give him his top five? I'm sorry to bother you in your mansion, sir. I woke up from a pain-pilled stupor to, to help you out. To respond to me. Yeah, I saw Jill's response. I don't know. Be creative sucks to suck. I didn't say that. I even gave him some song ideas. That's why I'm his favorite child, because I always answer dad. When dad calls, I answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Jill, you don't need... Just be creative. I'm asleep and in pain. Get creative. You can do it. I believe in you. I see how no, encouraging when, I, I And then, am. of course, I translate that to, I'm not doing my songs over again, so do what you got to do. I offered the week before we went on break to do my songs over. I would have done them over for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. From 819 to awful- 824, I get anyone? Hello? Ding dong? Hello? You there? Yo, are you both checked out? Really? This is suck. This sucks. You're kidding. <laughs> Rapid I know, fire. <laughs> I know when he goes on a rant, I'm like, okay, he's having a breakdown. Somebody needs to somebody needs to pat his head and tell him it's going to well, be okay. It helps me avoid other phone calls because well. people are like, you never answer your phone. I'm like, see this text messages from Rick and Jill. Would you? <laughs> Go ahead. It's never going to change. Okay. <laughs> do you want to talk about this shooting? Because I think yes, this, do this it, is do something it, do that it, we yeah. need to get into. Yeah, we do. We yeah. haven't spoken about it yes uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened yesterday, and I saw this all over social media. I s- didn't really see it on the news, and you'll find isn't, out why in a second. Isn't that something? It's just a curiosity. It's not one. It's just, but just I don't understand. I heard it on two stations yesterday. That wasn't. A uh, sixth grade student was killed. Five others injured, including the principal of Perry High School. This took place in Iowa. Police responded on the scene in less than seven minutes. Identified a shooter in a press conference as high school student Dylan. Butler. Okay, Dylan, come on. They immediately made entry and witnessed students and faculty either sheltering in place or running from the school. So they said he was armed with a pump-action shotgun and a small-caliber handgun. They also found a lot more than that. Butler was armed with a pump-action shotgun and a small-caliber handgun. Officers located during the search of the school an improvised explosive device. Whoa. Yeah, so um, he died because he killed himself because he's a coward. Um, Authorities are still looking for possible motives for the shooting. Now, here's where it gets interesting. They're saying that he was bullied, which happens, and it sucks, and I'm sure it's awful. You know, I mean, the kids, kids are mean when they go through middle school and high school, and bullying should never be allowed, but it's not an excuse to go kill people and shoot up a school. And they said 
I was trying to read about the shooter because there's the reason you're not seeing this uh, anywhere on the news is because what was his name again? Where'd it go? Dylan Butler. Mm-hmm. Dylan Butler was part of the LGBTQ community. Now, I'm not saying that's why he was the shooter. He was a trans supporter, and he had that all over his social media, and a lot of people were saying he wasn't mentally stable, but he was a really, really nice guy. Now, when you go to people after somebody dies or does something like this, they question people around the school, whether it be students or friends and family or neighbors around the, the, the block and stuff like that. They said he was hurting. He got tired. That was the last straw of the bullying. He got tired of harassment. And everyone's like, okay, that's not really an excuse to go kill people, though. Mm -hmm. And then they said he was the kindest person ever. He was there for us when we needed him, and we just weren't there for him enough, I guess. Are you there for the sixth grader that's dead and the parents of the sixth grader? In what other school shooting, other than the Nashville shooting, have you heard sympathy for the person that went in, the deranged person that went in and killed children and would have killed more children had they not been stopped. Yeah. No, Where? Why is the outpour of sympathy for the shooter? Is it because he's part of your community? Is it because he was part of the LG? Like why? Because it just, shouldn't whole- matter. It shouldn't matter who you love, who you sleep with, what you identify as. If you're a deranged murderer, why are you going, oh yeah, he was so kind and we just weren't there for him. That's why he killed a bunch of people. It's really our fault. What the hell? And I hear from a lot of gay friends that I have, same thing over and over again. They're sick of this whole thing because the transgender movement has not, it's not about anything transgender. It has become a cult, a cult of hatred. And it, it, it the, the subject matter has gone from, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm a woman, uncomfortable in my body and all that has gone from, that's already erased. It's gone long time ago. This is about violent and mental illness. And if you go back to the Nashville shooter, who was a born female identified as a male, you had people sympathizing with her going, how dare you dead name him? That's awful. It's such disrespect. It's like, that was a deranged lunatic that killed people. I don't give a damn about disrespecting him. Yeah, murder and bullying are two very different things. Just Completely. To give me, let me play you something, not to interrupt, but let me play, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, go ahead. Let me just play you something to, to give you an idea of where this is going. This is a, this is a hidden camera in a doctor's office. She wanted to protect herself. Mm -hmm. This is a female doctor dealing with a woman that is pregnant. Okay. And listen to this recording, just to give you an idea what happened here. Now, funny thing is, is that the individual here who claims to be transgender has got a hold of the recording and posted it as this recording was supposedly support to support her or him or whatever. I recently transitioned to being a guy and I had a doctor's appointment recently. That doctor said I was pregnant. Doesn't make any sense because I'm obviously a guy. So I'm going to a second doctor now to get a second opinion and uh, I'll keep you guys updated. Okay, obviously uh, this is not a guy. This is a woman with all the womanly parts. There's been no surgery. There, there hasn't been even any uh, hormones. This is just somebody who decided they're they're not a woman any longer. Dylan, thank you. You are six weeks pregnant. Uh, that's not possible. I'm a man. Do you hear that? <laughs> this is fake. You're six weeks pregnant. And he goes, that's not possible. I'm a man. Right. I thought men could get pregnant. Right. Before you became Dylan, uh-huh, you must have been Tasha. And Tasha must have been having relations in order to become 
pregnant. Well, she did, and then I became a man. Well, now that you are a man, uh, you're going to have to jump back in a position as a woman and become a mother. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to be a mother, and I'm not pregnant. That doesn't make any sense. How can a man be pregnant? Well, before your transition, um, things like that just don't go away. And like I said, when you transition, that doesn't just go away. How is a man pregnant? That doesn't make any sense. Wait. Well, technically, you're not a man. So the doctor's in there with physician's assistant, and I'm sorry that that music is so annoying, but the, the transgender guy, girl, whatever, uh-huh. had put the music under there and posted it. There's two copies of this video, and uh, that's the only one I had access to that had the full video but on I it. But I thought your whole fight was that men can get pregnant. Well, this, this video's fake. That's a setup. You think so? Uh, did you look at the, the person? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, that's fake. How do you that's know? Staged. How do you know it's fake? Are you kidding me? No. No, I'm that's fake, dude. That's fake. The doctor's fake? The doctor's office yeah. is fake? How? I got doctor friends. Easy. What? Like that's, yeah, but it's would a fake you video. Doctors that's a fake that would video. risk their reputation it, and film a exactly. video and post it on social media? Yeah, you see the doctor's name in there anywhere? I didn't look for the name tag, but I'm sure most doctors I deal with, you know, some of them have the code, but, you know. I, I yeah, that, that one's not real. Okay. I think it's meant to be funny. Like it is. sound funny. Yeah, it doesn't sound funny at all. Anyway, whatever. I mean, that's not... F- I'm not saying you're you're wrong. I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't seem likely because I saw the video. The doctor many times. part makes it seem very real, but when you see, you know, I'm Dylan talking about it, you're like, wait, so what's no, the your hair is tucked video? up under the hat. You didn't even get the haircut. The purpose of the video is to point out the like hypocrisy. Yeah. You, okay. Well, you can't either get way, that if you're a guy, and here's here's how it goes. Well, it was okay. just kind of a display about how people act in that way. Okay, well let me go back to the to the to the shooting yeah, because yeah. the whole point of pointing that out was that, that the shooter in Nashville and the shooter in Iowa identified with a certain community and that's why the news isn't the calling them white supremacists or mentally ill or anything like that. They're actually sympathizing with the shooter when in all reality in Nashville instead of referring to that shooting as a hate crime on Christians, which it was, they chose to sympathize with the shooter and the community and the identity that they Relate to. Yeah. Right. They, they always take the side of the, the people that they think are on their side. I mean, look, look at the Harvard thing. Classic example. Uh, you got fired for being racist, and now your first cry is racism. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what, what are you doing? No, that's right. Um, do you, are you guys on LinkedIn, or did you ever have like a LinkedIn? Yeah, when I was out of work, I signed it useless. It's a bunch of other losers, <laughs> and we're all talking to each other about what losers we are. No, I know a lot of people that are on there. I've seen... Um, I'm not really on it. Like, I have a thing, but I'm, I never go on it. But uh, I got a notification one day, and it was like, such and such sent you a message. I'm like, well, what do they want? And I went on there, and of course, it was like spam. But I found that people are using it just like Facebook. Yeah, it's They're social media They're just posting now. like, oh, I went to Publix today. You guys know they have two for one pub subs? I'm like, this is LinkedIn. This is for work. Why yeah, are you posting gonna, social because stuff? Because nobody looks at it for work Nobody now. looks at it for work, and no, it doesn't get you a job. But believe me, I went through all this. And the other ones that you know are funny, a career, uh, those those career websites, what are they? Career.com or Indeed.com. Yeah, you're not going to get a job through there either. Yeah, and so now they're saying that LinkedIn, like you said, not being used for jobs, actually being used as a dating app. What? Looking to network with other singles? Why not use the best app for connecting with your soulmate, LinkedIn? I tried other dating apps, but they were all about physical looks. With LinkedIn Dating, I can see something way more important. 
employment status. With LinkedIn Dating, it isn't just about resumes. We'll match you with a person who shares your same um, core competencies. LinkedIn Dating not only found me a woman who knows Excel spreadsheets, but knows how to excel in the bedsheets. Now those are some relevant skills. Your LinkedIn Dating profile will use standard professional questions to speed up your recruiting process for a serious relationship. I asked one guy, where do you see yourself in five years? He replied, married to you. I hired slash dated him the next day. So subscribe to LinkedIn Dating. Isn't it time you landed a partner the same way you landed a job? I fell in love the moment I saw her bottom line. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. Well, yesterday we told you about things men stick up their pee hole. Which is... Oh. There was batteries and all sorts of stuff that you couldn't imagine would ever so many be questions a possibility matches I, I don't even know why you would do that this oh, one either. there's a lot of people do this so this is from emergency rooms around the country they keep detailed records of people that come in through their doors these are the most interesting of 2023 isn't that funny we used to read people's new year's resolutions or what are the predictions for 2023 now it's what people stick in their part in their orifices well no. at the beginning of the week we had the most interesting things that were shoved down people's throats. Right. Then it was the pee hole and now it's the booty. Yeah, aren't we missing one? Uh, Yeah, where is that one? Yeah, we skipped one. But anyway, here we go. Mm. Um, An ice cream scoop. An ice cream scoop? Shampoo bottle and a toothbrush at the same time. Uh, uh, Oh. Anybody else clinching but me? Mm -hmm. Three cell phones at once. Was it a contest? Whoa. Or was it sneaking into a jail? Was that a dare? Three cell phones at once? I mean, one's bad enough. Oh, listen to this one. A patient states he accidentally sat on a cone-shaped toy in the accidentally. shower. Accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. Whoopsie. I, did, I just was sitting there and I... Remember the guy in Thailand that said he slipped on the boat and accidentally was he was naked and he accidentally fell on a tilapia, which is not a fit. Which know, was just sticking straight up at a, yeah. the right angle. <laughs> a pool noodle. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, my a question... A pool noodle? You, that's like trying it? to shove toothpaste back in a bottle. How do you... A two-by-four is not as big. A, roll, a rolling pin. What was his wife's oh. name? Hey! <laughs> a rolling pin. Um, He put a screw in his rectum because he said he was curious. <laughs> Screwdriver. I mean, curiosity. Toy dinosaur, toilet plunger, candle holder. Toilet plunger! Magnetic ball, shaving cream bottle, PVC pipe, jigsaw pieces, a zucchini. I understand that. (laughs) Golf balls, three of them. An orange. Christmas ornaments, Christmas tree lights, plastic lightsaber, corn on the cob holder. A what? (laughs) Doesn't that have nails on it? And finally, a fruit roll-up. A fruit roll. Honestly, that sounds like the easiest one. A fruit roll-up. Yeah, that would hurt the least, I would think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? The pool noodle. (sighs) Pennsylvania couple was left with little choice but to dig through their dog's poop. (laughs) You see, Cecil the dog is an older uh, golden doodle, and he's about uh, 14 years old. He's never done really anything bad in his life, except for some reason he felt it was necessary to eat the $4,000 cash in 50s and 100s that had been sitting on the uh, people's, this couple's kitchen counter for 30 minutes. Why are you leaving all that cash on your counter? It's Clayton and Carrie's dog, Cecil. Cecil. Um, 
They discovered by, uh, they didn't know where the money went, so they took the dog for a walk, still wondering where the money went, and then they came back in the house, and then when he went back out, he noticed there was little pieces of bills strewn across oh, the floor and across, and across the snow outside. No! So all of a sudden, you could hear him screaming like uh, Khan in Star Trek, Cecilate to $4,000! No! So the seven, uh, seven, oh, it was only seven. The seven-year-old Golden Doodle was generally a well-behaved pup. Never anything before. Cecil slept overnight. That next day, they had to take the 100-pound pooch, sit him down, and make sure that every time we went, they would capture it. Oh. They took a... <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. The wife said uh, it was the worst thing they've ever smelled. They had to well, take duh. They had to take forks with plastic gloves and oh. sift through the dog's poop. Oh. They recovered $3,600. Except the bills were torn apart, of course, because he chewed them. And they called the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve said as long as they got the, the certificate, you know, the bill number, they could replace the money. Yeah, but you're going to take that to the bank. They're going to go... <laughs> Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. They have to take it to, uh, I guess, I don't know where. Some, they have to take yeah, it, yeah. W- w- yeah, but where do you? Okay, somebody hands you a poopy bill. You gonna take it? No, sure, they they, they, they it. pieced it together and they cleaned it and they spent like days doing this. They and cleaned it. How do you get feces out of a bill? You wash I it really well. Know. Soap and water. Don't, one you of those can't com- use your rug doctor on it. I'm just saying it's. <laughs> No. Ready to watch your portfolio skyrocket? I sure am. Does your dog poop a lot? He sure does. Then you need Cash for Dog Poop. Yes, at Cash for Dog Poop. We'll sift through your dog's poop and find cash and give you cash that's in the dog's poop. Our dog ate thousands of dollars in cash. Bad dog. So we picked up his poop and brought it to Cash for Dog Poop. They analyzed the dog poop and found 200 bucks and gave it to us. Hey, how come they didn't give us all the money that the dog ate? Um, are you serious? We had to sift through the dog poop. Consider it our fee. Gotcha. Cash for Dog Poop. Bring in your dog's poop and get cold hard cash today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, here we go. So, two things about Biden. He will mark the January 6th anniversary with a speech warning people that Trump is a great threat to democracy. Can you imagine if he took that energy and time and put it towards things that he actually needs to put it towards? They have nothing they can brag about, so let's dump on Trump. Uh, yeah, that, Is uh, this going to be another one of those where he lights the whole thing red in the background and the stormtroopers come out and he's like, ah! He starts shouting like an angry old man at you. Don't ever look at the government in the wrong way. We'll smoke you. <laughs> Pretty much it. Um, anyway, that's what's going to go on. Uh, he also has his first campaign ad out. What did I do? Oh, is that the one where it shows uh, citizens doing stuff that he doesn't like, and then he he's mad about it, even though most of his voters would do the same thing? Uh, I only hmm. saw a little clip. Here it, it shows is. you January 6th, the people rioting. He's like, this is bad for America. Okay, here it is. Here's his first campaign ad. Roll it, Diego, quickly. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. What? I believe in free and fair elections huh? and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. There's something dangerous happening in America. 
there's an extremist movement does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. Think about that. So here we got a president of the United States calling half of America, because that's how many people voted for Trump, if not more, 73 million people. You are not only a threat to democracy, you are a terrorist. This is the mentality of this guy. But go ahead. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? You mean the democracy you've destroyed by, I don't know, let me get the list out. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> Um, oh, yeah. Uh, all the money you receive based uh, on evidence that uh, we do have uh, where you took millions of dollars from our sworn enemies. How about this one? The Biden administration allowed and abetted five Los Angeles sized populations to cross the border illegally in just 36 months. 370 of them known terrorists. How about this one? Biden continually blocks border states from blocking illegal crossings. Why? Because he wants the illegals here talking about fairness and and uh, you know your voting rights they'll just overwhelm your voting rights with the illegals voting at some point uh, please tell me the the part where he sp sends all of uh, the money that you and I work for to other countries to yeah. help them protect their borders yeah, yeah. there's that mm, I didn't know Jesse Smollett was a director <laughs> oh, stop. Oh. That's, a, that's a pretty good line wow. about Biden's new ad so you get that America you're the dangerous insidious extremist problem that's threatening democracy. But hey, if I had Biden's record, I'd blame white people too, starting with him. <laughs> it's almost three years to the day since Jan 6, and Biden's still flapping his toothless gums about it. Ooh. Probably since it's also the date of his last solid bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Biden. Biden and the Biden administration uses hate and fear to scare old and gullible people from voting for his opposition. Biden's DOJ forcefully using the FBI and CIA to block Americans from knowing the truth about his son Hunter's laptop, which led to the facts and evidence of his own corruption. Biden has weaponized the Department of Justice, law enforcement, and the IRS to persecute his presidential opponent. We live in a third world country. This man and these people are destroying democracy, but they claim to be the ones that are defending democracy. And that's what you're going to hear for the next 12 months. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, they know, like, we also live here, too. Like, we can look around and see, too, right? Yeah, most people don't, man. I'm telling you, they get their 10 minutes of uh, lies from ABC, NBC, CBS, and they go about their day, and that's what they think. So half of America doesn't know the truth about what's going on. Oh, and you have a corner on the truth? Actually, you know what? Yes. Spend four or five hours a day digging it out so I can tell you. That's right. So. <clears throat> All right, so Mike Johnson, he's the Speaker of the House. He replaced, uh, what's his face? McCarthy. Remember? Mm-hmm. Joe McCarthy. No, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Joe's his There's brother. so many McCarthys or McCartneys. <laughs> There's, I love his songs. Anyway, a group of Venezuelan migrant kids shouted, help me, as they crossed the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass while the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was there with 60 Republicans at the border at Eagle Pass. Here's how that went. America is at a breaking point with record levels of illegal immigration, and today... We got a first-hand look at the damage and the chaos the border catastrophe is causing in all of our communities. The situation here and across the country is truly unconscionable. We would describe it as both heartbreaking and infuriating. Our communities are overrun. We have local resources that are being strapped. We have lethal drugs that are pouring into our country at record levels. And it's in less than three years that President Biden took office that this has happened that we have over 7 million illegal encounters at the border, 
nearly two million known gotaways, and that doesn't count the many that are undetected. Think about that. That's nine. I don't think people really doesn't print in your brain. Nine million have That's crossed insane. the border illegally in 36 months. Now, how many of those people out of nine million do you think have nefarious plans? Mm. A small percentage, but a very deadly percentage. Yep, yeah, even out of one million. And you, then you multiply that by nine. Now you got all those people coming in. Not all of them are good, hardworking folks just looking for a break. And some right. of them are. Yeah, no, exactly. Some of them are, and I, I totally get it. But even as the government, I mean, you guys are how much in debt? Trillions of dollars? Wouldn't you want those folks to pay some taxes too? Maybe write their name down something? No, I don't think we, I don't, you know, keep their taxes. Go back where you came from. Mm-hmm. Do it the right way. Come back like my parents did. Do the work. Isn't that a phrase that liberals always use? Do the do work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. So this is the guy that says he's protecting democracy. A guy who has allowed nine million people and encouraged them, encouraged them to come here illegally. Put an app in effect where they could sign in before they come, and when they come, they get twenty two hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars a month, and a free phone, passage to any city in the country, hotel rooms, mm-hmm. and then the, the just the, the gall of a mayor in New York or Chicago saying, "Well, we have a th- hundred thousand of them, and they're just destroying our city, and and we're in a sanctuary." city and we need more money for and then you're thinking about places like Eagle Pass population 30,000 with millions millions of people crossing along that town many of them just living on the street there lying down in the middle of the street literally yep yeah but we, that, that's not important that's they can El Paso Eagle Pass well, who cares so yeah so that's what's happening now I have a nefarious thought well I mean it's yeah, it's kind of a, a conspiracy theory, I suppose. But do you think maybe, I mean, considering Biden's whole campaign ad, that perhaps he's got all these people coming in, nine million folks that are loyal to you. Probably half of them wouldn't mind being your stormtroopers if you needed to go after those extremists somewhere. Mm-hmm. You said this yesterday. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm just saying it seems weird because you're always talking about the uh, fighting age, you know, young dudes coming across. These people. And how that's wanna... the majority Dude, of them. These people coming over here. I'm. I'm not putting. Uh, there's again. There's a lot of people that actually come here for, with good intentions, and they're swept up in the in the lies and everything. I mean, they were invited here by the administration, but there are a lot of people that don't come here for any fight or anything. They come here for money, and some of them come to traffic drugs, and some of them come to terrorize, which they haven't yet, but they're sleeping. They're called sleeper cells. Mm-hmm. So um, while this speech is going on with Mike Johnson, you can see migrant kids and parents in the background with if they're parents. I think they're not. I think they're coyotes. The way the body language and the way they handle the kids, mm-hmm. I don't think they're the parents. But that aside, the mag- migrant kids and adults step through uh, Contina wire with concerto and razor wire to get over here while Mike Johnson's doing the speech. The very same razor wire that the administration is suing Texas for putting up to protect their borders. Think about that. <laughs> the, the guy who says he's fighting for democracy and for your freedom is fighting a state that's trying to protect himself from millions of people coming here illegally, making him take down the razor wire to allow more mm-hmm. that yesterday decided because one day instead of 10,000 people coming over, only 500 did open four more points of entry. Ridiculous. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. And then they instruct that dopey lady up in the the White House press uh, briefing room to lie about the whole thing. Pepe Le Pew, as I know her, um, Corrine Jean Mellencamp. Uh, 
uh, razor wire does not prevent. It does not prevent non-citizens from unlawfully crossing. That's not what it does. If anything, it puts at risk, it puts the lives of the Border Patrol at risk. Okay. Does she how- say the same thing about maximum security prisons? I'm just curious. Yeah. How does that, how does the razor wire put the Border Patrol at risk? It puts them in danger. That's what the razor wire does. Okay. How does it do that? How? And, and that's what the Governor Abbott is doing. Again, a political stunt. A political stunt. No, how about a political <laughs> a political so, stunt that worked was when DeSantis says 40, sent 48 migrants up to Martha's Vineyard, that little rich mm-hmm. enclave of liberals, and they lost their minds. Oh, so funny. And they're saying, oh, we're so loving. We're so glad they came. It was so great to get to know them for 24 hours. Now get them out of here before they get leaf blowers. Right. The problem and puts Border Patrol agents. Fixing it right I, now. Well, I just don't. I mean, it's mean, it, it, sure. a temporary solution, obviously. But when I guess the reason that I'm coming to it from this perspective puts, is because it puts the it puts Border Patrol, uh, they, it puts them in a difficult position. For, for, for what? It, it, They're not climbing through it themselves. They say yeah. stay on that side of it. No, them in a difficult this position. Woman, this woman is an absolute idiot like Kamala Harris. These people were diversity hires, and you could say, oh, that's racist. No, it's not racist. What's racist is to hire somebody based on the color of their skin that didn't qualify for the job. That's saying, you're just not good enough. You'll never be. So we'll hire you based on statistics and what it makes us look like. That, that's racism. That is pure racism. Martin Luther King's gone for these people. I, I just, it's so funny that she's like, the razor wire, it, you know, it, it, it makes it hard for them to do their thing. It, 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 it hurts them. And I'm like, yeah, and letting millions of people into a city that's already overcrowded doesn't hurt anybody, including the people you're shoving in. Dude, they've destroyed. All these border towns are destroyed. Uh-huh. And now, and, and they're talking about millions that crossed over there. Now we got two mayors in New York and, and Chicago complaining. Oh, we got 20,000 of them. What are we going to do? This is horrible. It's all Greg Abbott's fault. Do you see the pictures at the border of, like, the trash? Dude, it's destruction. It's complete, utter destruction. These people, most of them don't care. Mm. You know when Trump came down the escalator and said Mexico's not sending us their best? He was right. He's always been right about that. That was racist. No, it's not. Sometimes generalizations work because, generally speaking, uh-huh. the people that are coming over don't give a rip about our country. They want what we got. Correct. And in doing that, in mass like they are, eventually we won't have what they want that they don't have in their garbage can of country. Mm-hmm. So, and that's coming faster than we thought. Reach it. Jeffrey Epstein. The oh. files came out and, um, wow, so exciting. <laughs> You weren't happy with it? Well, it's obviously not the whole thing. Yeah, we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, anyway, um, I, was there any surprises for you who was on that list that flew to Jeffrey Epstein's island? Was there any big where you went? Uh, oh David my. Copperfield. That was a shock. Yeah. Um, or at least, I don't know, unexpected, I guess. Yeah, but for the most part, there was nothing there. There was nothing, nothing new. Nothing. Um, you know, this is a story about who Jeffrey Epstein knew. Okay, now Jeffrey Epstein knew so many people in power, both on Wall Street power, in academic power, even Washington power, 
that this doesn't even do justice to his Rolodex. I mean, I could tell you this, you know, leading up to the time I interviewed him, I was doing this, and, you know, I had to get in touch with Jeffrey Epstein for these stories. You know, he's not exactly in the phone book, right? So I'm having dinner at a New York City restaurant. I'm not going to say who it was. Two very powerful people. One of them is a name billionaire. Like, you would know this guy. And I'm saying, you know, I got, I'm doing a story about Epstein. I have to get in touch with him. How do I get in touch with him? And I, I don't know. And the guy pulls out his phone. I got the number. And gave me the number. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And this is a billionaire that you would know. And this just speaks to the type of people you knew. I mean, listen, the guy did business with the top of J.P. Morgan. Jess mm-hmm. Daly, who's the number two to Jamie Dimon, onboarded him on the J.P. Morgan platform because he brought a lot of business to the bank. They were friends. They, you know, he, I'm surprised he's not in, in any documents that come up because he's been named in the past. So, Yeah. So, yeah. And we had Leonardo DiCaprio and a few other people on there. I expected all the rich kind of muckamucks to be there. and like. The only one that blew my mind was uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that one was kind of weird. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, they say was having orgies of pleasure on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. How is that possible? Yikes. That's what I was asking. I mean... I, I mean, it's, it's shocking. When it was brought up in 2008 when Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of child trafficking, they talked about uh, Mr. Hawking. He said, Jeffrey said this, um, I loved having intellectual visits on the island. So I could reward them for their hard work for humanity. Hmm. With a lap dance or something? I don't don't know. I don't know. I would like a massage. Yes, a massage. Oh, yeah. You are naughty. I am naughty. We are both naughty. Yes, yes. I would like you to do dirty things with me. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. Um, The unsealed files didn't reveal much, but what it did do is it gave fuel... To the media fire where they're always trying. The number one goal of our major market media, our major media corporations, is to get Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CNN said it four years ago. Remember when I played that audio piece? Mm-hmm. Well, you know our goal was to get Trump out of office. Well, yeah, he, he, he got it on, got it, got the audio. We got it on, we got it on tape. Yeah. So now it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. So it's amazing to me how Donald Trump was the one that received complaints when Jeffrey Epstein was at Mar-a-Lago and he had him taken out of there. He had him removed from Mar-a-Lago. But people don't want to hear that. They want to hear that he was sleeping with young girls. They're like, oh, wait, he was the good guy in this? Darn it! Then in 2008, Donald Trump was a witness in the case that got Jeffrey Epstein convicted. Now, normal people would get 10 years, maybe, you know, five years for good behavior. No, Jeffrey Epstein was out in one year. And I don't know the reason for that. I'm sure it's something not good. You know people in high places and you have the dirt on them. Sam Bankman-Fried was the same way. Remember the FTX kid? He was supposed to get just railroaded in court. And, well, I guess he's not going to face any charges for those campaign donations. Right. He was in the top three campaign donors for the Democratic Party and just dropped all the charges. It's, I mean, you know enough people in high places, you don't do the time. So the media is fast and furious taking advantage of this whole situation by lying to you once again through omission. What they omit is the part I just told you about Donald Trump and his part in this. They just lump Donald Trump in with Bill Clinton that we know yep. likes him young, as NBC News stated, because of what Jeffrey Epstein says. So here's the Today Show. Familiar names from politicians to celebrities, many of them previously linked to Epstein before his suicide in 2019. Former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump mentioned in deposition transcripts. That's it. 
That's it. So they lumped Clinton in with Trump. Like, oh, and well, you know, the he, average person hears that. I'm telling you, the average dopey person hears that. It's like, oh, he's, he went there for sex, too. That's what they hear. No, That's what they want you they to said, think. Every time you mention Clinton, you better mention Trump, too. Yeah. You got to put them together. Yeah. So here's uh, NBC. Copperfield. Oh, here it is. Documents from a lawsuit tied to the Jeffrey Epstein case, and they include references to well-known public figures, politicians, and celebrities. Among the names, former presidents Clinton and Trump, Prince Andrew, magician David Copperfield. See, no explanation of what, you know, they had to do with anything. Who cares about David Copperfield? Make sure you get Clinton and Trump Mm -hmm. in the same breath. You have to. You think I'm kidding. These people have instructions from the White House. I know. They have instructions on how to handle it, word for word, and they go out there and they tell you that. And gullible people hear it and go, yeah, look, he's oh, a perv, too. Yeah. I was going to go vote for him, but I'm not. Because that's what they want. Of course, yep. that's what they want. I think a lot of people are waking up to the crap that the media is shoveling. You want to hear a crap? 2016, Amy Robach had this whole story. That's how many years ago? That's four, five, six, seven years ago. Uh-huh. She had the story, and three times she pitched it to ABC because she worked there. They wouldn't let her do it. Nope. You know why? Because they had a deal to be exclusive for the royal wedding. It was the same time the royal wedding was going on, and she had in the story, she had all the dirt on Prince Andrew, and they were like, well, we can't expose Prince Andrew, then we won't get the exclusive on the royal wedding, so you're not doing the story. That was more important to a major corporation in this country than children being trafficked for sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Think about that. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm just so pissed right now. Like Every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God, what we had was unreal. You're not going to get this stuff anywhere else. I do have to uh, do a little patting of our own backs here because you're not going to get this anywhere. You think this would be the discussion on every news station this morning? It's not. No. You know, right now we're watching Fox 35. They're talking about weather impact day tomorrow. Of course, because there might be some rain. God forbid this water stuff falls from the sky like it does every day in Florida. Oh, it's, I don't like it. You want a local story? I'll give you a local story. It's a happy story. Okay. An equipment failure in an Orlando neighborhood sent a surge of electricity into homes and fried all their appliances. Damn. Yeah, this is... It's so bad because it, was, it wasn't just one house. It was a bunch of them. Company that handles claims for Duke Energy admitted Duke had an equipment failure, but the company says Duke is not liable for their losses. Yeah, you blew your crap up. We don't care. Loud booms, like boom, boom, boom. Whoa. Um, sparks, black smoke. She says her stove was shot and her fridge was fried. What responsibility do you think Duke has? They could at least pay for the items that blew up. It was disappointing, to say the least. The power surge hit Kevin Simmons' home as well. His claim was denied, too. It was obvious from, you know, in talking with the technicians there that it was a failure of their equipment. And so I would ask that they would, you know, apply some reason and some common sense into this equation and, and try to do something to at least at least meet, you know, homeowner halfway. How did they get, get away with, yeah, our equipment failed. Yeah, it blew out almost all of your appliances in your house. But... That doesn't matter. We're not. We're not responsible. So okay. Can I complain for a second? You sure can. Why, when people know they're going to be on the news, you're being interviewed. There's people there with microphones and cameras and all kinds of stuff. 
and you're going to sit there and talk. I don't understand that like, either. Why can't you enunciate your words? People need... No, but I'm going to sit here and talk. This is your things. chance to speak up. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the meekness when you have a microphone in your face and they're interviewing... You agreed to do the interview, yes? So then why are you sitting yeah, there talking to What if I come off hateful or something? What are the neighbors going to think? They don't have to move out or they'll She's think I hate... She's too poor to be loud now. They'll think I hate trans people or something. Nothing uh, screams insecurity more than when you sit here and you talk like this. Well, Andrea Stasco with Duke Corporate Communications, that's the one who gets sent out and paid to lie and stuff like that. Not her. I'm not saying she does that. I don't know her. But I'm saying for the most part, that's what spokespeople do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Made a statement in which it partly read, unfortunately, a random and unforeseeable equipment failure occurred on our system, and the company determined there was no negligence on their part. Yeah, our crap blew up and blew your house up. But uh, we just, it has just, nothing to do with that. Here's, here's the best part: the company determined. Yeah, we, of we they determined did. that it's not our fault. So the apparently, cop, that's it. The police did an investigation on the police, and it was one of those like the box on the outside of their house yeah, I saw explodes. That. Five thousand dollar fridge, washing machine, dryer, mm. ceiling fans, garage door, your security cameras, your doorbells. You know, we as Americans. Citizens, because believe it, we're we're nobodies here. This this show we do, you may some of you may think, oh, they're you know they're no 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 no. Radio is like the toaster. We're not like celebrities like like you would think. No. So we live the life you live. My crap gets blown up. I'm fighting a solar company right now that put panels on my house. They don't work, and they're telling me, well, you know, we did what we could. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you just keep paying those monthly payments. And it's wild because, like, when it comes to energy and stuff like that, it's not like she can just say, well, I'm done paying you. I'm going to get a different service. Right. No, we, you're not. We, we need to. <laughs> when they put the microphone in your face, you mm-hmm. need to start yelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, they won't listen to you. Then. No, you got to be forceful. you got to speak up. We're going to lose it all. It applies to every, every facet of our life. Because think of what's going to happen, though. They, if she spoke up, and I'm just putting the devil's advocate but if she spoke up and said yeah this sucks this is what they're doing and blah 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 and it's their fault the news company would be like well we can't run that because it's pre-recorded we, we can't run that yeah because Duke her, Energy spends money out. on their on local exactly. 10 news and we'll do, the, we'll do the interview but just edit that part out we can't air that part well I mean it, it's just one of those where it's, you have a monopoly to a degree I mean how many energy companies do you have a choice for do you get a choice or it's here's the service in your area Oh, well, what are you going to do? Get other electricity? Sorry. Sucks to be you. Mm. Good luck buying a new yeah. oven. <laughs> Stop worrying about what other people think of you and start to speak up. That's the lesson here. Anyway, um, you know where it's all going to come from? Nobody I'm tell, I said this a year ago. Nobody expects it. And uh, even I forget sometimes that it's actually happening. You're worried about China and their nukes. You're worried uh, about Russia and their nukes. You're worried about Taiwan being taken back by China. We're going to have to enter that fray. I think Red Dawn was a predictive movie. I think the first nuke exchange is going to come with North Korea. That's what I think. Hopefully I'm wrong. Working in cahoots with Russia and Iran now? I don't even think it's that. I think he's going to do it on his own. He already told uh, his military that if South Korea even tries to lob some kind of test missile over North Korea to obliterate them. And right now, because we let them, thanks to Bill Clinton, uh, they got the power. They're getting more nukes every single day. So, well, I don't know. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is now thinking about who's going to replace him. I thought it was his sister. I thought so, too. Yeah, wasn't that the rumor the sister was supposed to come out and do the thing? She's a mean-looking little girl. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, they're all from Kill Bill. They'll rip your face off. They do, right? Like, mm-hmm. she'll just rip that little plaid, little innocent, little Catholic school oh, type yeah, they dress look off. Like they're nice, but no, they're they're assassins. She I mean, ripped that off, and then there's going to be a leather outfit under there with a big sword. No, but she's going to pull it. No, she's going to have the whip. Yeah. The, the, the whip that she swings around, and it's the ball with the spikes on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you grow up and your family is considered to be the, you know, I'll just launch a missile at you. What are you going to do about it? Nobody can have the same haircut as me. Kind yeah, of that's true. Place. It's. Well, Kim Jong un's young daughter, who has accompanied him to missile tests and military parades, is most likely now the successor. Ooh. How old is she? She's uh, eight years old now, but hey. What? You bring your eight-year-old to the missile launch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll bet you the sister is so mad. She got her little stuffed missile. Hey, you play with this when you get home. <sighs> yeah, the North Korea, South Korean National Intelligence Service has acknowledged Kim Joo-A as Mr. Kim's heir. However, the I the NIS said that it was still considering all possibilities in uh, this succession plan. Miss Kim has kept a high profile since first appearing in public in late 2022. But based on the comprehensive comprehensive analysis and evidence of public activities, it looks like she will be the heir to the Kim Jong Un wow. throne. I bet Auntie Un is not very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Auntie there's Un. a press conference going on right now with Kim Jong Un. Let's listen in. We got a translator. For I am Kim Jong Un today. Today, I officially announce my successor as president of North Korea, my daughter, Kim Ju-ai. Wait, where did she go? She locked herself in her room and won't come out until I buy her a pony. Ha ha. Daughters, am I right? But my daughter will be a great leader. That is, if she can put her phone down for five seconds. That kid spends more time on TikTok than most North Koreans spend in labor camps. <laughs> Is she coming out? No. Tell her I promise not to make her get the same haircut as me. What? She says she wishes I were dead. Well, at least she understands how our elections work. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go and change the Wi-Fi password or I won't see her for a week. That is all. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy! It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So there's a new, I don't know if this is a trend or a TikTok thing, but don't do this. It's dangerous. Uh, there's ways to permanently change your eye color these days. What? But what? it could leave you blind, so don't do oh, it. Oh, there you go. Why would you do that? Can't you get contacts? God, if I, had blue eye, enough. if I had blue eyes, I'd make so much more money. Yeah, well, it's you can <laughs> really? wear contacts. There's colored contacts now. Yeah, but people can tell they're fake, no? I don't know. Yeah, I used sometimes. to have colored contacts. Depends I'd, on the color. If it's an unnatural hue, it's... Yeah, I had purple ones. They were pretty cool, though. Oh, you like had purple T- ones? Yeah, it's cool. Elizabeth Taylor had purple eyes. What if I came in here with the cat eye contacts? Oh, I've had those before, too. Oh, Not uh-oh. for, like, daily wear, but, like, I, I did <laughs> I did commercials for, like, this Halloween store, and they gave me all of these funky contacts. Let me tell you something. It felt like rubbing sand in your eyeballs. They were the worst contacts ever. Well, yeah, but let's say you got some good contacts mm-hmm. that were either, like... My colored contacts were awesome. Like, but I'm saying, cut, you know, the ones for Halloween, like. Oh. And and but let's use the cat ones. And I dress up as a cat. And since we work for a very liberal company, and I identify as a cat, you think they would just not flinch at letting me in a meeting? It's cultural appropriation. Should, should I do you. that? Mm-hmm. Like next Wednesday when I have our we have our weekly promotions. I meeting? guarantee you, no. But they would just go okay. 
Uh, moving forward yeah. now. It's we'll get you meeting. some lizard ones and you blink and then they disappear. Oh, that would be great. Okay. Somebody's got to be working on it. Well, eye color changers have three options. Corneal tattooing. Yeah, that sounds safe. I don't know why you uh, do that. A tattoo is usually where you stick a needle so far into the flesh to a certain point where the ink will sit there, maybe not infect yeah, you. That could I cause imagine doing that to your eyeball. Light sensitivity, inflammation, bacterial infections, corneal ulcers, and scarring. None oh, of that sounds fun. You're just being negative. Uh, laser depigmentation, which can cause blurry vision, light sensitivity, and he- headaches. And iris implant surgery, which can lead to glaucoma, cataract, infection, ulcer, scarring, or total blindness. But wow. you'll be pretty. I can't wait. And guess what? None of it's covered by your insurance. Of course not. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, you know, like, we do stories about those people that have the surgery that make themselves tall, and they just insert some metal rods into your shins. They it's break like, your bones and insert rods. I know. They do. Yeah. You don't walk for two years. You gotta spend another year learning to walk again, and it's like... Dude, I get my hand caught in ceiling fans all the time. You want this? Right. You're spending money on this? <laughs> well, if you have a New Year's resolution and you're trying to stick to it, you can actually be paid to do that, too. And eat ice cream. Halo Top ice cream. Have you ever had Halo Top? I love Halo Top. Halo Top, oh, no. I've had it before. Aren't they, isn't it like a diet ice cream? It's like a low-carby, low-sugary. But it's good for being low-carb ice cream. Like, if you want to eat a whole pint, mm-hmm. normally, I guess, it would be over 1,000 calories. The whole pint here would be like 300 calories, so it's not terrible. If you want to sit down, the and whole eat. pint, like the, um, not the whole, like what's this size? Pint. Yeah, a whole pint. The whole pint's three hundred calories. Yeah, I'm there. Where do you get this? They're great. They're at Publix. They're delicious. <gasps> do they taste like ice cream? It's delicious ice cream. It Try is it. pretty good for low calorie. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss the most. So I'm not having sugar. They're, okay, well oh, you can get sugar free. Okay. They're um they're asking for applicants for endorsement deals. They're hiring ten people who will be paid five thousand dollars, mainly just for having a goal for the new year, sticking to it, and documenting their journey. You can apply on their website with a photo of yourself and a thirty second video explaining what your goal is. It could be anything, and they're also going to give you ice cream. So there you go. Oh man, that's a great deal. I'm going to do that. Five grand. You eat ice cream, and you just have to stick to your resolution. Maybe I can get the station to go along with it and do some endorsements on the air. Why not? What's your resolution though? I already did it. I'm, I weight. lost weight. I lost 26 pounds. I'm good 14 more and I'm done, but I did it. Good for I you. I started before. Yeah. yeah, I started at Thanksgiving. I'm down 10, but I want to go more. We can do it together. Yeah, I want to look like really sick. What are you guys <laughs> doing with the weight? No, 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 no. You, no, you don't. You do not. See, this one over here can't even gain weight. He eats pizza out of the garbage. No, I actually did gain 10 pounds. Did you really? Yeah. He's with a girl now. He's living with her. It happens. Nice and comfy. Yeah. It's sort of, you know when women sink their, their time of the month? Mm-hmm. They sink. That happens when you move in with somebody. You're happy now, so you gain a little you get, weight? Yeah, happy weight. The happy weight, yeah. Mm. Has Harold gained weight with you, Joe? Um, I feel like he's gone up and down, though. He's thin now. Yeah. I mean, he's always, him, it's proportionate because it's like he's real big chested and armed. So even yeah, if, keep bragging even about if he your gains weight, toy. it's still proportioned. But <laughs> no he'll joyless. say, he'll say, oh, I got a little bit of a belly. But he's lost a significant amount of weight. So he's thin again. Hmm, how um, much, when should I stop? What do you mean? 600 pounds. <laughs> oh, would you keep going. Let's see how big we can get I'll you, Java. Keep drinking sodies. Um, this is a story from a girl about how she found out about how, how her husband was cheating on her with her mother. Wait, what? Again, the story, another one? Different story. Wow. It's happened more than once, and I find that so weird that I have to do multiple stories. Well, of this. it happens a lot. I remember when I was 16. She said, this was 14 years. <laughs> it was Stacy's mama, right? Did you ever sleep with any of your friend's moms then? No, okay. no. That's too stupid. I mean, too, yeah. uh, too morally. <laughs> too Even for you? The foundation was too strong. Yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to sleep with your girlfriend's mom. Dude. 
I never forget one day. And I was like, she was 16, my girlfriend and I was 16. We're sitting in the kitchen in one of the small New Jersey homes, and so the above ground pool is right up against the window because oh, there's no room. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Stephanie's mom was in the pool on a, and, and now that I look back, I'm going, she did it on purpose. Of she was she on did. a, she was on a raft, uh-huh. back on the raft, yeah. you know, with. Is that the movie with Phoebe Cates and Judge Reinhold where she gets out of the pool? Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only this, yeah, much better than Phoebe Cates. Okay. Well, this happened 14 years ago. This girl says her mom... Oh, there's my drug alarm. Um, <laughs> you got one of those too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has to go down to the parking lot and meet the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, she said her mom was living with them and staying in the basement. So her mom confides in her and is like... I have to tell you something. Uh-oh. And she's like, what? Because apparently what happened was the girl and her husband were, they, she just had a baby and she mm-hmm. got struck. She doesn't say what illness, but she got struck with some kind of weird illness, right? So her and her husband were fighting. So her mom lived uh, in their basement. So then mom moves out, gets her own house down the block. When the girl and her husband start to fight, daughter moves in with her mother down the street. So now she's living with her mom and her mom's like, I got to tell you something. Your husband's been cheating on you with all of these different girls. She's like, what? She's like, well, don't tell him I told you. So the wife goes back to her husband and is like, excuse, Uh, my mom told me that she's been cheating on you. And he's like, yeah, did she tell you who with? Because one of them is her. Oh, oh, God, give me that. Dead, dead, dead. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she threw the mom out of the house and the mom was like, we just held hands, I promise. And she's like, yeah, right. Sounds like you were holding something else. Wow. So, you go to Ikea, right? I love Ikea. I used to go. I can never find my place. You can't go to Ikea for one thing because the maze. So, you have to just go and plan on being there for an hour or two. You can't just walk in and head toward... Like, if I need a throw pillow and I go, I'm going to go to Ikea for some throw pillows... I don't know where the hell they are. You're going to walk through the whole thing. You always have to file a missing persons report every time you go there. Well, they have shortcuts. I know, but sometimes there's somebody standing there. When I use the shortcut, then I'm lost. I have no idea where I am. And it's like cheating. You feel bad. Well, the other thing is the carts there, they don't turn right. So you're at the mercy of the cart and they like pull you to one side and they pull you to another side. I do like the the four wheel spinny cart because, you know, sometimes you need to move laterally and you can't spin around. It's... And half the time, I really want to go to where the food is, or I want to go to that sale corner where stuff's like damaged and cheaper, but mm-hmm. you have to walk through all of Ikea to get to the end. I don't know, man. I think I got, after a while, it was like, I bought stuff from Ikea mm-hmm. and it fell apart so often. Like, like they have those, uh, what, what they're, they're made out of cardboard, light bulbs, and uh, <laughs> they don't work very well. No. But uh, it's all the stuff, like, as you put a little weight on it, it's like... Well, the thing that blows my mind is they'll set up an entire apartment. It'll be like, this whole apartment is 400 square feet, and they have everything in it. So if you live in a small area, your best bet is to go to Ikea and be like, I need everything in this one cubicle right here. Yeah, if you're starting out, this is the best stuff in the world. I mean, make a kitchen out of it. Who who can make a kitchen that looks that good for such a low price? Well, that's the thing. It's not all of it's low, though. They have, like, the low price stuff where you're like, wow, this is cheap. This is crazy. It's cardboard. And then they have the stuff that you're like, this is a $400 marble desk lamp. (laughs) I gotta hurry up. I gotta take my drugs. Um, There's a Taiwanese influencer that was in Ikea and she was, I guess people were mad at her because she was sitting there, she's sitting on one of the beds. She stands up, takes her underwear off (gasps) and everyone's like, why is your bare ass on the bed that people are gonna buy? And then she takes her underwear and ties her hair up with it. She was showing how you can turn your underwear into like a hair scrunchie. But people are like, uh, j'excuse, butt crack on the bed that we're gonna buy. So people were kind of upset at her. Uh, at least she didn't what? use the toilets. You don't get the bed that, that's <laughs> the on bedding. the floor. Well, I know, but still. Yeah. That would be where you hit the button. 
Oh, 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 I have to do something? Yeah. Looking for furniture and a whole lot more? Then come to I See Ya, the furniture store where all of our sexy employees are doing naughty things on the furniture. Hey there, would you like to buy this coffee table? Oh, wow, um, you've got no clothes on. Yeah, that's right. You like what you see, huh? You like this coffee table? Yes, the coffee table. That's what I like. Yes, at I See Ya, the furniture is 50% off and the thongs are all the way off. You've never seen an ottoman like this. Mm. Well, technically you're correct. I've never seen somebody contort their body on an ottoman like that before. Oh, yeah. I see ya. Our furniture and our naughty employees are waiting for you. See you soon. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> top five. Top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Live from Maitland, Florida, it's the first top five of the year 2024 with Rick. Hey there, Jill. Hey, thanks for having me. And Smokestack. All ready to go with the top five. Today's category, Jill, is... Uh, songs that have something to do with a resolution you might have of sorts for the new year. So it could be anything. It could be to make money, to get fit, to be happy, to be healthy, to travel, whatever you want. That was good. Yeah, last night I asked her, I said, this is confusing. How do I do this? She says, you know, sp- quit smoking. I'm going, okay, songs no. about quitting smoking. No, I said any resolution, and I, I just threw that one out there, but I didn't mean like look up songs about quitting smoking. No, you need How songs about to start s- with a verb. That helped me. Songs with weight loss. Okay, there's a lot of songs. John Lennon did a song about weight loss. Okay. Uh, yeah, you just look for songs with a wanna, gotta, get a. <laughs> True, he's right. Need to. <laughs> need to. All right, Jill's going to kick this off since she apparently thought of this. So here it is, her number five song about, I guess, New Year's resolution yeah, things. Yeah, this, this one's just specific for today since I have my root canal coming up. Oh, I get it. And that's what Jill is. What are you taking, by the way? Um, what did she give me? Some kind of Xanax of some sort, so I don't go in there freaking out because I have such bad dental anxiety. So she gave me some Xanax to take before I go in. Tell everybody what you're getting. I'm getting a root canal, which is yeah. not fun. Oof. Um, I had a crown not too long ago, and it, I think underneath it, something happened to it. I don't know. It's infected or something. So I got to get, they got to drill and do the thing, and I'm not happy about any of it. So they're just going to drug me and hope I cooperate. Is that because of the overuse of your jaw? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Smoke with his number five song. I'm thinking. I'm back. You want you want to shave your back for the new year? What? Shave my back. I need hair on it first, though. So, so what's this about? I'm back. Get up off of that thing. You want to dance? You want to dance more in the new year? I need to get up off of that thing. Okay. Earlier? Get up earlier? Off that thing? Get up off of that thing. 
Changing my resolution for this one. Everybody ready? What thing are you getting up off of, though? I have resolved to get a funk clavinet for the studio. A who? A clavinet. Is that like a clarinet? No, it's a keyboard. So your resolution is to get up off of that thing. You yeah, don't have a thing to dance till I feel better. Oh, okay. But you don't have a thing to get up off of. Dance your problems away. Well, I think that's you good. know, I might not have much of a butt, but I sit on it a lot. <laughs> you, that's yeah, okay. I can understand that. All right, here's All right. my number five resolution song on the countdown. Hi, hopes. Yeah. There you go. Oh, happiness. I love it. song for the gym or what? It's a great song. I love the song. Mama said. All right. I love that song. Good job. All right. Let's see if he's got somebody. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell anybody to call. 407-919-1059. Any song relating to a New Year's resolution. Are you sure you didn't take my medicine? <laughs> I need it. Uh, Danny's on line one. All right. You want to release it so I can get to him? Do you okay, want to there release we go. it? Danny, what do you got for us? Happy New Year. Happy New you Year. You too, my man. Well, you know, everybody's got this uh, dry January going on. Okay. So I'm going to say George Thorogood. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. All right. Is that what you're giving up? Just one of them? <laughs> she ain't gonna get none of it. So I stop in the local bar, you know, people. I go to the bar. I rent my coat. I call the bartender. So look, man, come down here. You got down there. So what you want? One bourbon. I don't know when I've been drinking bourbon whiskey Scotch and gin Gonna get high, man I'm gonna get loose Need me a triple shot of that juice Gonna get drunk, don't you have no fear I want one bourbon, one scotch, one beer One bourbon, one scotch, one beer Alright, man, thanks a lot, I appreciate it the antithesis Happy to dry New January. Right. Yeah. Happy New Year, Danny. Nothing like a drinking song on a Friday. 407-919-1059. Pick a song out. It has to do with your resolution. We go back to Smoke's... No, to Jill's list. She's the stone one on the show today. Rather Which weird. Is a fun departure for me. <laughs> yeah, here's Jill's number four song about a resolution. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. Is that your... Re- wow. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you. That's what I want. This is a fun song to shimmy to. 
me such a thrill. But your love won't pay my bills. I want money. <laughs> All right, we go on to Smoke's number four song, Resolutions. Uh, that's not me. That was my other one. You want more vacation? That's, that's not mine. Me. You're still on mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, everybody, stop. Stop the show. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How did that happen? I don't know. That's my number three, though. Yeah, that's what I just did. All right, let's go back to Smoke's number four song on the countdown without failure. Here we go. Gonna take care of business on the new year? I'm gonna try. What what business? Hopefully this one. This one is gonna give us ratings. Well, first two days haven't gone so well, have they? <laughs> I don't wake, like this. I had to call and wake him up this morning. What? I was in the parking lot. Okay, so I don't care where you sleep. <laughs> Yesterday you forgot your headphones. Yeah, that was bad. I used to have a dance routine to this song. Of course uh, you did. Is it the one where you roll around on the floor? Mm, it was in college. I can't remember what we did. Every time I would DJ a party, people would be rolling around. There's a whole dance that goes to this. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Every time I change my ringtone, Jill goes, I used to have a routine to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> All right, and here is on my list my number four song, resolution oriented. You might not ever I resolved to keep my car cleaner. Okay, that's a good one. It was getting like my wife's. It was embarrassing. Nice. I even got one of those monthly memberships. You did not. Yeah, at a car wash. Wow. It's like 30 bucks, but I can go three times a day. That's what she said. <laughs> I think the pill hit Jill. Oh, look at her eyes, all glassy. This ain't no place to be if you plan on being a star. Let me tell you, it's always cool. All right. Now we go back to the phones. Boy, nobody's uh, playing today. Come on, guys. 407-919-1059. All right. Uh, Joe is on line two. Joe, what do you got for us? Resolution-related song. Everybody wants them by Van Halen. All right. What's your resolution? Everybody wants them. Everybody wants them. What? <laughs> what about you? Joe's pills. I'm lying. I don't get it. <laughs> ah, your favorite part, Jill. Guitar solos. <laughs> Gotta love them. Oh, yeah, that's a vague resolution song, but I'll take it. What does it mean? To want more? Yeah, I still don't get it. Everybody wants some. It's just open-ended. Some of whatever. What? Yeah, that's you, you draw your own me. conclusions. Everybody wants some. Everybody. That's why you want some? All so right. You can get some. Okay. I see. Little. If I have to explain it to you, you don't get it. That's why you want some. Ah, right. got it. Get it? Okay, bye. See you, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Happy New Year's uh, thing with the thing you want. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just one that you're meant to draw your own conclusions. 
All right, Jill, do I skip your number three song since we no, already you heard it? doing it again. Just, no, it was blurred because it was over another song. All right, this is uh, Jill's number three resolution-related song. Vacations. While you're working here? Yeah, no. You're going to quit, go on vacations, and then you're going to rehire me. Yes, while I'm working here. Uh, in interest of the program's continuity, when are you thinking of taking your next vacation? Usually the same time you take your week-long cruise. July? when I go. And I usually go sometime in spring break. I get, you're, you're leaving in March? I go every year on spring break. And every year you go, you're going in March? Oh, Six years got, in a row. You just took a month off. Six years in a row, I go, every time my kid's off school for a week, I go on a spring break trip with them. Whatever. You could take off, too. No. No, I'm going in July when I want to go, and that's when I expect the rest of the staff to go when I want to go. I have great loyalty to the audience. I'm not going to leave them hanging after we took a month off here. And that's why you go in July every year. And we're expected to take vacation when you take vacation. That's right. Six months is uh, is a good span. This is the year. I'm not going to let that happen. What do you mean? You take every March off. You just told me that. Vacay when I want to vacay. Yeah, I'm doing April this year. See? What are you doing to me? We're doing what we want. We have had it. This is anarchy. (laughs) That's all right. Ratings (laughs) go down, you lose your bonuses. Ratings are going to go down. Our ratings are awesome. Mutiny on the boat. (laughs) You are so stoned. I'm not. You're not? I'm a little woozy, but other than that, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm a little woozy. All right. What are we up to here? Song number three? I think so. Okay, yeah. Smokestacks, song number three on the countdown. Resolutions, here we go. And if you ask me how I'm feeling, don't tell me you're too glad to see. Never gonna give you up. Is this towards your girlfriend or for to us? Oh, no, it's obviously for soda. Oh, it's for soda. Yeah, a lot of people like to give up sugar. I'm not going to. You're telling soda that you're not going to give it up. Gotcha. You can apply it to anything. So your so your New Year's resolution is to continue to eat bad. I mean, not bad, but I'm not certain things. I I won't be giving up. I didn't pick the theme. This is y'all. No, no, it's Jill. So that's your New Year's resolution. I don't pick New Year's resolutions, so I'm just trying to pick songs that feel inspirational. Okay. okay. Well, here's my... Uh, it's your... Who's next? You. Yeah. Okay. This is my number three uh, resolution song. Nice. This is a good one. Flab Calloway? Yep. Is his first name Flab? Oh, I'm sorry. Cab. Because that's different. So drunk. Oh, I wanna be rich. Oh, I wanna be rich. Full of love, peace, and happiness. Huh. I just uh, bent down for a second. That was a bad mistake. Oh, you're so glassy eyed right now. That took effect quickly. One of y'all's gonna have to walk me down the stairs. <laughs> uh, deploy, deploy the shoot. What? Laura, uh, Laura's online too. Laura, what do you got for us? Resolution song. Actually, I think I need to take you off of my Bluetooth. What? 
We're on the Bluetooth in the car. Don't oh. do anything loud. All right. Okay. Wait. Hang on. Hang on. Better? Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's the song? It's Journey. Don't stop believing. Good one. In what? <laughs> Whatever. Our ability. In yourself. Oh, okay. That's good. Help me pick Jill up in a second. She's gonna go over. She's sliding out of the chair already. Yeah. Easily, yeah. I am fine. I'm just sitting here minding my business. How many dots are on the ceiling tiles? You count them yet? I can't look up. It makes me dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Happy Thank New you, Year. Oh, she already left. Yeah. Well, she's on. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to uh, Jill's uh, resolution. Two. Yeah, no, your number two song here it is. And this applies how? Kicking your can all over the place. You're gonna kick more cans. We're gonna kick everybody's ass in the ratings. We're gonna rock you. Okay. That's what I wanna keep doing. Right? I like kicking everybody's ass. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody better put your bag into your place. We will, we will rock you. Come that, was a, on. that was a collective goal for the show. Oh, thank you. The one you're not going to be here for because you're taking more vacation this oh year? Oh, my God. You take more vacation than any of us. I do not. Uh, well, I don't know. For yeah. whatever reason, you managed to get appointments at the crack of dawn the way no one does. Oh, okay. Yeah, notice my root canal <laughs> is after the show. I could have gotten it at 8 a.m. this morning, but it's at 10 a.m. Rick's like, yeah, my cardiologist wait for me. It's 5 a.m. I, I, there's no way I can make it. <laughs> All right, here's, uh, let's see, Jill's number, where are we? Number You're two song. Me. Number two song for resolution stuff. What? This is mine. This is mine. Oh, his. Oh. <laughs> Did I take your pill by accident? <laughs> oh, to be real. That's oh. good smoke. What? Rowdy on that one. Do you have any of those left? <laughs> Dude, she's going to fall out of the chair any minute. No, I'm proud of you. I think that's a good resolution. See, yeah. that's how you can tell she's on drugs. Why, because I'm being nice? Yeah, this is nice. That's good. Good for you. <laughs> My dad likes to say, good for you. That's weird. He only keeps telling me to, well, you only got one drink? <laughs> This song is so much fun to get ready to in the morning. Oh, yeah. This is on your morning playlist, isn't it? Yep. It's on Rick's Why Not Lounge playlist. That's right. (laughs) Oh, boy. You can smell the polyester, can't you, Rick? Oh, my God. (laughs) 
All right, that's, uh, I don't know who that is. That's Smoke's number two. Sherilyn. That's number two for Smoke, and this is my number two resolution-related song. Go! Hit it. Still don't get it? Uh, you want to get some dynamite? No, I want to nail my wife more. I don't ever have time. <laughs> What's it called? Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to our room. Let's go back to our room. Angie says, like, man, I'm busy. This is so night at the Roxbury. Oh, it is. Woo! All right. Got that done. Yeah, let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Regina's waiting patiently on line one. All right, patiently, Regina. What do you got? Good morning. Good morning. I have Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical. You can get more exercise or more boot. There you go. There you go, yeah. There's my- Dirty, dirty song from Olivia Newton John. It's funny just looking at the guys in the video, though. I know. None of them she would get physical with. <laughs> she had that 80s bandana on, you know, the. I remember being in Girl Scouts singing this song to the top of my lungs, thinking there was nothing wrong with it. So you have a bunch of, like, 10-year-olds singing this song and then realizing later on in life what the song's about. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, well, we're done. She's greasing up the guy in the video. <laughs> Time to go. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Regina. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Regina. Happy New Year. Okay, let's That's go back. One. And now we go to the number one songs on two. everybody's list. This is number two G- song. Well, number two? Those were number twos. Oh, this okay. is number one. Hey, don't listen to her. You're Sorry. on number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we're up to number one now on Jill's list. This is her number one. I'm not going to get into this. I want to relax more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Relax. Yeah, like relax more. I, my husband says I never relax. I'm always up doing did something. Did he pick this song out? No, I did. Because that would make more sense. I was like, oh, no, relax. You know what this song's about, right? I do, but I'm not using it in the Dirty Bird contest. I'm using it in the, just the song's called Relax. It's Relax. <laughs> I'm using it at surface value, not for what you are dissecting it to be. I was not making it anything it isn't. Song is what it is. It's about... Yeah. Okay, let's go to Smoke's List. This is Smoke's number one song. Self-improvement? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of resolutions rolled into one. All right. Hold on, let me write these down. There's a lot. Oh. 
self-improvement songs you're putting up there. Yeah, I went for a general theme. I don't have a resolution. Are they real <laughs> resolutions or BS? I mean, there's a lot of songs about working out more. Yeah, that's what my next song about. This is my number one song. Got my gym set up. I need to pick up something. I work out. Yeah. Got my weights going. I've been doing it for two days. Did he get ripped again, sort of? I work out when I walk in the spot. This is what I see. Everybody stops and staring at me. They are. Passion in my pants and I ain't afraid to show it, show it, show it, show it. I'm sexy and I know it. Wow, musical masterpiece. I'm sexy and I know it. I could definitely look better than him even at my age. Yep. He was scary. Oh, he missed the best part. Barry Gordy's grandkids. It's the only reason that record made it anywhere. All right. Wasn't the Speedos, huh? Okay. (laughs) Greg's on line four. And Greg made the last request of the day, songs related to resolutions. What do you got? Oh, I listen to you guys every morning at work, and uh, just you got to do an autograph and turn up the radio. Oh, okay. Excellent. That was a compliment, right? Sort of? Yeah. Okay. Right. So. okay. Turn it up and throw it out the window. <laughs> I don't know how you guys haven't been syndicated yet. Oh, that's nice. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Turn the music down. Say that louder. Hit record. Say See, that. I don't know why you guys haven't been syndicated yet. All right, hold on. Even louder. Say it again. <laughs> you guys need to be syndicated. All right, just just make sure they hear it down the hall. Okay, turn it back up. First grade teacher had the same haircut as this guy. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back on the Rick, Jill, and Smokestack Network in just moments after these messages from our network. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. <laughs> 